something good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, October 2nd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Coming to you once again from the world-famous and brand-new University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny Louisville, Kentucky. Cards fans, advance your career without interrupting it with UofL's 20-month professional MBA, the program designed for busy working professionals. Combine the experience of a top-rated program with the convenience of evening classes that accommodate your schedule. Connect with industry experts, expand your professional network, and hone your business acumen. Get started today and earn your MBA by visiting business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the Western Hemisphere. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford's here. Trevor Kelsey is also here. Uh, TK on the other side of the room again. We, we don't have the we, – we, we can't, can't see you. We do have a webcam set up here. I was like, can you see me? I see myself on the webcam. I see myself. I don't know how to, how to get it. I don't know how to get it so we can see each other. But I just I see me. I see I see me too. Well, that's great. We both know that we're in our own rooms, but we we have no proof of the Does other. Does everyone one. else see us? No, I don't think that that's. I don't know. Is that are these the YouTube cameras? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. What I am think, I doing? People text if you can free free new C shirt if you can tell me what I'm doing right now. I think these are <laughs> set up so we can see each other, but we've got to figure out how to get the other camera. I guess. Should I, I press a button that says, like, a take a photo? I, no, no, no I, I wouldn't do that. No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> just leave it alone. I had to move the camera a little bit, though, because it was, like, facing my breasts. And I was like, I don't know. You don't want to see that. That's a good look for you. Plus, you really can't see my face with the way the webcam is because the, the the mic is, like, blocking my entire face. Yeah, mine's barely on there. But, again, it's like I think this is so eventually we can figure it out so we can see each other. Or maybe we're on the Internet right now. Who knows? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter because today's a good day. It's the start of a very big week. We finally get to talk about it. We've been doing this whole thing, this whole song and dance for like basically since the U of L schedule came out, where it's, hey, if we're five and oh, first weekend of October, that's gonna be kind of a big deal. Hey, if we're five and oh, hey, if we're five and oh, hey, if we're five and oh. And the season gets here and it's we'll talk about it when we get there. Don't talk about it. Let's get let's focus on the week ahead. We can finally talk about it. We are going to spend a, a healthy chunk of today's show recapping Friday's win over NC State which was, like I said, the most tense game of the entire season. I called that one. I was wrong about pretty much everything else uh, besides calling the fact that it was going to be stressful and we were going to win by three points. The ins and the outs were, <laughs> were pretty far off, but we'll focus a lot on what happened on Friday before we dive too deeply into Notre Dame week and all that's going to come with it this weekend. I, I'm sure it will seep into the show. It's impossible for it not to. I'm sure that some things will come up that we'll talk about today. But for the most part, I'd like to keep the Monday recap show the Monday recap show because I think there are things to discuss about Friday's thirteen to ten victory, and uh, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, obviously, we want to hear from you on the Thornton sex line as always. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. Download that refreshing rewards app from Thornton's. It's a great week in Louisville. It's a great week to save in Louisville every week by becoming a refreshing rewards program member. Save yourself some money on gas. Save yourself some money inside anytime you stop into the area's ninety-eight thousand seven hundred and twenty-three area Thornton's locations. 
They're growing every day because Louisville's growing every day. Do all that good stuff and text us at 502-414-1450. We'll read your thoughts. We'll, we'll dive deeply into the text line coming up in the second hour. We may touch on some thoughts in the first hour. Before we do any of that good stuff, though, got to stay ahead of TK. He's uh, I can't see him. I'm assuming he's looking good. I've not seen you since you've been in the building. Looking good, feeling good, ready for a big week of the Mike Rutherford Show and a big week of U of L Athletics. I'm always looking good, sometimes barely feeling good, but it doesn't matter what I feel like as long as this week is going to that we had a great weekend, Mike. Just th- thank you for asking. How, first of all, how was your weekend as well? It was busy, but it was great. Good. Mine, mine too. Uh, you it, sound kind of crappy. No, no, no. This is more of just a Monday, just getting through the weekend of not having to work the last couple of days, technically. And I can never tell if it's because you're sick or if you, it's because you woke up 15 minutes ago. Uh, well, it was like I woke up more like two o'clock, so it was okay. like an hour, an hour ten minutes ago, roughly. Uh, but a full weekend. I mean, it started out Friday was awesome, as we both know. Friday was great. Friday night was in. Friday got even better when the Blue Jays clinched the playoffs right after Louisville won that game. So you had, so I mean, at least I had the the, the Reds on Friday doing something. Oh, you you had the Blue Jays clinching, but we, we both clinched. we both had U of L winning and then getting to do a little Schadenfreude with with Scott Satterfield. Uh, losing to BYU. That after. Was, it was a great Friday night. That was fun. Then the Blue Jays clinched. Then I got to watch BYU. Uh, beat up on Satterfield and make me smile there as well. Uh, and then Saturday was an enjoyable sit back, relax, watch college football all day while I lose money. Um, and then Sunday was watch the Eagles go four. No, I have yet to lose in, in football this year. I am perfect. Call me Kurt Henning from now on because I am Mister Perfect when it comes to football. Eagles go four. No, Wagner. Uh, we don't win. <laughs> Stepchilds. We don't talk about. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, on top of that, uh, if it had not been for the Bengals, I'd have been a nice profitable Sunday. And then Sunday night was capped off perfectly. I watched the, uh, I made it somehow through the Jets and Chiefs game, and then watched the uh, AEW pay per view, which was a great show, ending with uh, Ed showing up in AEW. Oh, he just kind of, yeah, just uh, he makes a save and, and faces off against Christian as the uh, show comes to an end. What a weekend! So, yeah, and he got his theme song, so which is even better because that's half of what makes Edge cool. I'm an Edge man. No, he's <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong guy. Is Edge the, uh, you think you know me? You think you know me. That's but I, what I think they did was I, I noticed when they when he came out, and he goes, you think you know him? Like, did they just change one word to avoid uh, lawsuits? Probably. Because it, it, his theme isn't a WB-made thing. It's like a rock, it's an actual rock song that he, he just, you know, picked for himself, i.e. like, you know, CM Punk and... and and Darby and stuff like that. So I just, I, I think that's, I don't know if they were just like, we're just going to change one little word. And you can't sue it. It's like the, the vanilla ice lawsuit. Sure. Do, 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 Marcos. Do, 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 do. So, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't complain. It's about as good a weekend as I think I can get in my lifetime. Nice. I like that. I mean, short of, you know, I didn't get laid or anything, but I, you know, I did watch porn. So that's all good. Yeah. How about you? You, I mean, I don't know if you got any, but did you have a good weekend? It was great, man. It was a it was a busy weekend. Um, I, know you, I know you met some historical figures. I, I did on, <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, we, we yeah, Friday night was was obviously fantastic. We're gonna spend most of the show talking about what took place to make Friday so great. By the way, can we point out Friday night? You sent me pictures. I think you spent closer to more time at my own reunion than I did. Oh yeah, I walked up. <laughs> I, I I got home. I walked Penny. Took Penny for a walk. All the kids were over there. My my niece is over there. It was a packed house. So I was like, before the game, I was like, I'll just take Penny real quick. We don't need to do family walk. We just get out, get in. So I walked up past Wagner, and Wagner's warming up against the sales, uh, playing Meek Mill Dreams and Nightmares, which is the ultimate 
college like football warm up songs. Turned out to be the Washington. It ends up being more Wagner's nightmare, nightmare for Wagner. Yeah, they yeah. lost, I think, forty-one nothing was the final score. But like outside of the little that little main, the main room at Wagner where you walk in the rotunda, the lobby, yeah, the lobby. Yeah. There was like a huge group, and I'm assuming this is the class reunion. And it's all these. I think he said huge. Like it was only like I think like it ended up being like fifteen people. But yeah, I mean, no, no, I mean it was. Oh, I said huge room. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, it was probably like yeah, I, I want to say 25, 30 people there. And they're all, and I'm like, this is Trevor's class reunion. And I was struck by, first of all, the thing that struck me was how normal all these people looked. Because I just what would you expect? Well, no, I, I just I couldn't place like sticking you in the middle of all these people. Like all like some of them had their kids there. They all had families. They look, you know, they're all dressed well. And I can't imagine just take taking you in your radio attire and just like planting you into the middle of that group. I was like, but I kind of wanted to see it. I love how your first impression of those. They all seem normal. Like, I don't want to, just because I went there, you, you would just be like, no, I'm saying you would somebody have like two heads or something. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm saying you wouldn't fit in. Is the, is the, Quite is pos- the, is the thing. <laughs> now, here's like, somebody did, I guess whoever was running it posted like the pictures on the Facebook page. And I was like, oh, let's see. I'm like, I think I recognized two people. Yeah, I figured. Like, I didn't even, even like with name tags on. The one I did recognize, I kind of wish I'd gone was uh, one of my guy I was actually really cool with back in high school. And I've, Told the story of him wearing his boxers too out too too low. Oh, that person. guy. Yeah, he he was there. My man, uh, John. John was there. Shout out to him, Giants fan. Shout out, John. I uh, haven't seen him in forever. He's he's sporting the bald head and beard look, which is popular amongst people my age now. I seem like you gotta do what you gotta do. I feel like the, is that like the cool thing to do in like in your forties now? It's not cool. It's it's just when what, you lose because your hairline shapes your face. So when you lose your hairline, you look like one just giant egg, like all over. So you have to grow a beard. So you have to grow a beard to have to keep the face. Like, I, 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 there's at least ten people in my age group that I've known that I've grown up. You know, that are my near my age now at least. They all have that same look. Got to do it. I'm just like it's. It's. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe I should go with it too. I've got the beard going. I mean, all I got to shave the head. But go for it. I went with the beard before I was totally bald. But yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I, you're, I but like you're I, not. You're not doing the whole shaved head and with the long beard too either. Though. No, I've got. That's it. the look he has, and most people I'm describing. Have. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that was that. That looked like fun. I kind of maybe wish I'd gone, but hey, I can't sacrifice. If I'd gone, Louisville probably would have lost the game. So there were a lot welcome. of people hugging out there, a lot of people talking. Uh, walked past the stadium. Yes, so that was a fun Friday night. Saturday was great. We got up. We went to Mary's hometown of Springfield for the the Sorghum Festival, which is the big deal uh, down there every okay. late September, early October. Uh, that was fun. Saw watched the parade. Uh, saw some people we knew, went to some stores, all, all that good stuff, hung out there for most of the day, came back home. Yesterday, did a whole bunch of Halloween decorating outside, uh, which was always is always fun. Wow, had, you didn't waste any time October 1st, man. Got to, got, got to get out where you can. Then we had family pictures, which, I mean. <laughs> you still have the scar. I haven't seen you, so. We're doing family pictures for, you know, so we have Christmas cards. You know, it always has like a fall look. It's October. It's 85 degrees outside. And, we're, you know, I'm wearing like, full pants and like a button up and it's just the kids are running around everywhere we're at the park it was just yeah it, it was a little bit tough but hopefully we got the shots that we needed I was kind of hoping you said you were like in a sweater it's just like ho 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 on it or something no I mean I I, I mean usually I would wear for these pictures I'd wear like you know a, a button up and underneath a quarter zip or like a, a vest or something I couldn't do it I was like I, I can't fake it I can't it's too hot out there I've been putting up Halloween decorations the entire afternoon I was sweating through shorts and a t-shirt I couldn't imagine running around in like full on like multi layers that are both long sleeve, but got got it knocked out. Kids of course wanted to play in the playground at the park afterwards, so that was good. It was it was a nice it was a nice jam packed action packed weekend, but it was good. Well, that was your whole Saturday and Sunday, pretty much. Yep. Oh wow, okay, a lot of stuff going on. I thought that was just Saturday. No, that was Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, Saturday was the entire day. Was we were in Springfield. We didn't get home until no. late, so 
um, it was it was fun. It was a it was it was a good memorable experience. I will oh. say since like you'd have loved it. I don't think I told you this. So since politics have come up on the show recently, and I always try to just like steer clear. I'm not taking sides. People I'm love not, my opinion on politics. I'm not doing anything. But so we go there, and Daniel Cameron's there. He's like in the parade at the Sorghum Festival. And okay. I've, I've talked about this before. Like, you know, we know each other. Like, I, I've have known him personally. We went to law school at the same time. And I've not talked to him in years. He copied off you on a test once I heard. That's, well, he was, a, he was a year ahead of me. And he was much, much better in law school than I was. Which is, why he, which, which is why I was surprised he copied off of you. But so Mary's like, are you going to say hi? I'm like, nah, I don't really. I was like, yeah, I don't want to you know, do this. And like, all of a sudden I hear like, aren't you supposed to be home riding, man? Like from across the street. Yeah, it comes over in front of the entire town of Springfield. Like bro hugs me. My liberal rep, <laughs> my liberal rep in Springfield is ruined forever. It's gone. It, it's, just like, it's just completely tanked. I was like, oh, I was like, here we go. Uh, but it was. It, I will say, like, I, he basically just wanted to talk about the that game. That I saw the message board it says Rutherford. Rutherford is leaning right now. <laughs> Rutherford supports Trump. <laughs> I will say, like, I appreciated the fact that he was because he had never met my wife and, and kid, and like we were just kind of talk, we basically just talked about the football game, and he didn't do, didn't do any of like the whole like you know you got to help me out like you know you, there was no political pressure or anything like that, which was which I did appreciate. Um, because I would have, I would have had to be like no, uh, but, but, but it was here's a UK fan on your site. <laughs> but that was it. In front of like everyone's like, oh well, I was like, everybody sees it, they all see it. Uh, but it was fun being back in. I didn't see that picture on your Twitter account? Yeah, it didn't. It's not gonna. Yeah, it's not out. Yeah, there, there was like one of his campaign people like taking pictures. I was like, please stop. I can't wait to see the picture of me and my best bud, Mike Rutherford. <laughs> uh, just two U of L guys being U of L guys. But it was a. It, Springfield was great. Enjoyed to, I, I saw the Abe Lincoln impersonator who somehow came up on the show two weeks ago and found out that he and his wife are the mother and stepfather of like one of my good friends. And like, and, and so I know, is, and, and I know the his son who's married to your cousin. That's such a small it's, world. This is the, the the biggest small city in the entire world. Now, yeah, yeah. Take it, Reno. We're the biggest little city in in America. I guess I, yeah, I guess I never really mentioned their names when I said the story, did I? Well, the, the well, we figured out the, we the figured, last name I knew was Elliot. Of yeah, the, because of the, the the Lincoln guy, yeah. right? And I uh, we looked up that, but I never made the connection. So I posted the picture, and I had two friends reach out, and they're like, "You know that that's Carrie's mom and her stepdad." I was like, "No, I did not." But apparently, also he's he, he so, knows Trevor. So my cousin's husband—that's his stepmom and dad, then, right? Correct. Okay, I I, I knew one was a step. I just didn't know which one in their relationship. But yeah, the kids got to see Lincoln take some pictures. He was very much in character. That was great. Because oh, I, I think he's always I think he was in character pretty much at the wedding when I saw him. Because we talked about how much like he's yeah he's like the only real Lincoln impersonator in this area. And so when I see him on the float, I'm using float very liberally <laughs> on in this parade, I'm like that must be it has to be the exact same guy. And then they're out there, they're taking pictures with everybody. The snappy tomato from Tomato Pizza was the other big star. Virginia got her picture with him. He was yeah, because when I think of stars, like nothing snappy. You think of Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln and, <laughs> and a giant tomato from Snappy Tomato Pizza. That's what Springfield has to offer you. They're the jack of all trades, city of Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, who, who came in third? <laughs> who there was a Snow White there, Cameron. There, there was a Snow Daniel White Cameron, there. You <laughs> that we tried to track down. We could not find the Snow White, but it was a. Uh, a good time was had by all. Now, see, now you saw that was none of the Abe Lincoln. Now, imagine Trevor not expecting that at a, at a wedding and looking to my right and just seeing that that couple standing there. It would have been. And I'm wondering whether I've just officially, I need to just put it down and never smoke again. That would, yeah, it, it would have been. <laughs> I would have done a double take if I were you. Meanwhile, I'm trying to follow the the Florida State Louisville game at that time on my phone. 
Speaking of Louisville, let's, let's get into it. Let's talk oh, about, baby, let's yeah. Talk about it. Uh, Friday night, Louisville wins 13-10. to They moved to 5-0 on the season. First time they've started 5-0 since 2013. First time they've started 3-0 in ACC play ever. First time they've been off to a 3-0 start in conference play since 2012. And look, one of my predictions about the game, which, like I said already, most of them were pretty wrong. Most of the keys were wrong. Yeah. Uh, we did not effectively run the ball. And Brendan Armstrong was not a threat to be feared. But I was right in this being the most stressful game of the year. I was right in us ultimately finding a way to win by three points. It took years off my life, I, I think. I think it was one of the most frustrating, certainly the most frustrating halves of football that we've watched in a long time because I, I don't know how you felt, but the entire first, I mean, really the entire game, I'm sitting there thinking we are so much better than these guys. Like It, it was everything that we feared as far as the intangibles, the all the off-the-field stuff just biting us. I don't know if the environment was so scary that it got to people. I don't know if it was NC State just playing with a ton of fire or what was going on, but Louisville just could not get out of its own way for a lot of this game. And I say that meaning mostly the, the offense. The defense was fantastic with very few exceptions for four quarters. But it just like, you know, we're moving the ball more effectively than they are, and then boom, a penalty, or boom, a turnover, or boom, a guy just falls down, boom, a bad call. It just felt like the entire night we should be up by – Two scores. We should be up by three scores. We shouldn't certainly shouldn't be losing by a couple of scores. Now, when it got to ten to nothing, we were the the beneficiaries of, of a couple of huge breaks. If Cam Kelly doesn't make that interception in the end zone, if Brandon Armstrong doesn't fumble as they're crossing midfield, you do wonder whether or not it would have been a different game. But were you like me watching for four quarters and just being so frustrated by the fact that the score on the scoreboard did not seem to reflect what we were watching with our own eyes, which was that Louisville was the better team here. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're biased, but I think Louisville was a better team, and it was frustrating. And, I mean, the whole time, especially during the first half, for the most part, I started thinking, you know, I, we brief, I briefly brought this up at the, the on Friday's show, but we kind of passed over because hoping it wouldn't happen. But this is, you know, we talked about it after Georgia Tech that there, there could be that, that one Jack Plummer game that, you know, we yeah. he just, I mean, trying to throw the ball away while you're getting sacked, not once but twice, turning it over doing that. And the the two interceptions, both neither of which I don't know who yet he was looking at. and. I couldn't figure it out. I thought maybe it was just my mindset, but maybe he was on the same mindset I was. I don't, which shouldn't be good. I just, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was frustrating. And it was because you look at that and you go, if we lose this game, this is a game where we're going to look back and, you know, in two, three weeks or at the end of the point of the season and go, you know, that's one we let slip out, you know, between our fingers that we shouldn't mm-hmm. have lost. And thankfully, you know, the, the cream rose to the top as, as it, it does when between two in competition and Louisville. Was able to, uh, to, to, despite bad calls in the end zone and and some other things, Louisville was able to come come on top, and I think that was deserving because Louisville was the better team, I believe. I mean, I NC, saw State fans can argue it, but no, I, I think Louisville. I mean, the, to go into that atmosphere and play that poorly and to still come out on top, it's on offense I, again. I, I don't mean the the the, 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 the defense the, was great. Yeah, I, no, I mean the defense. The defense has been great. Defense saved us in, in this game and possibly. in not will be the first or last time they do it this year, but it's just I don't know. I just and as, after watching with, with Cincinnati and BYU, it just it makes me remember like makes me happy again to be able to come out of this game alive and something that I don't think we could have done in any of the last four or five years. I saw you know, Bill Connolly of ESPN, who's the stat nerd for ESPN, who I love. He does this thing where it's win expectancy rate, and he looks at basically we'll look at a box score and say based on these numbers, looking at 
the millions of, you know, hundreds of thousands of games that have been played in the past and comparing those stats to this particular game, what the expectancy that would be that this team wins and that team doesn't. And our win expectancy rate, when you look at just the numbers from the game, is 91.9%, which means we probably should have won by a lot more. Uh, but teams that, that dominate the way that we did in a lot of statistical categories typically win by more than just three points and, and don't need you know, some life alert moments in the fourth quarter to, uh, to, to come away with a victory. I thought, I mean, because all I could think of, and you and I were texting about this during the game, We've been saying about Jack Plummer since the beginning of the season, you know, he's, he's good enough to win you seven, eight, nine games for sure. But he also is just maybe average enough. I hate to use that word because I think he's better than an average quarterback. But he's just like average enough that he's probably going to cost you a game at some point. And we looked back and said, you know, two years ago, the last time we played in Raleigh, you can look at that and say Malik Cunningham probably cost us that game. He, he had a bunch of open hits and just missed on all of them. And the fact that the offense didn't step up, and take advantage of Devin Leary and company not playing very well for three quarters is ultimately what got us beat. And you start that game on Friday. He misses an open Jawar Jordan streaking down the sidelines, which should have been six. Mm-hmm. He makes two of the worst decisions, and I would argue the worst decision that we've ever had a U of L quarterback make <laughs> for two interceptions. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, which one? Any of his four turnovers, I think, could could. Like, I mean, the one in the end zone is the one. Yeah, I, I mean, was, the, the one in the end zone is the absolute. One. I mean, I'm assuming the, the the first interception was was like his result. Like he's the wrong read. He thought he was gonna curl or something. Maybe I don't know. You know it's just, I think it was just a massively underthrown ball. Um, but he because the guy could have been open if he'd waited a second, thrown him deep. I mean, I don't think he can get it there. Is, is the issue? No, that's another. Yeah, he the, the one in the end zone. I, I had two different people send me videos of, I, I, you know, they had significant others who were filming them during the game, thinking that it was going to be like a big-time celebration because, we're you know, we're going in, all the momentum's ours, and it was their reaction to the interception. Both of the, well, one of them was like, please don't don't share this with anybody. The other one, I think it was just assumed that I wasn't going to, they were both hilarious because the guys are just like, throw it away, idiot, throw it away, and then it's just like, no, oh, like it's like screaming, and that was pretty much my reaction too, is like, just get get rid of it, get rid of it, no. Like, don't wake the kids, don't wake the kids. Uh, it made me wish that, like, every U of L fan that had a camera on them for that moment and just been able to share the video. Because I, I, I feel like you could hear the collective groan or the collective shouts of profanity just reverberating throughout the entire city. Because that was just uh, the one thing you can't do is just throw a ball up for grabs in the end zone. He said he was trying to throw the ball away. I mean, also... Throw the ball away. He landed two yards into the end zone in the guy's chest. And the guy... And also, like, <laughs> Plummer didn't get knocked down there. You know, he throws the ball. The replay shows. He throws the ball and immediately puts his hands on his head. Like, yeah. I can't believe what I just did either. And it was just one of those... You know, the guy's played college football for 75 years. You, you cannot make that mistake. It's like that moment mad when I'm playing. I was like, why did I hit X? I meant to hit circle. You just tap the wrong button. Yeah, I hit the hit. Oh, I hit X. I don't want to throw it to X. Oh. It was... Yeah, I mean, it was just... I thought I was seeing things. I was like, there's no way that that actually just happened, especially after we've been gifted the the interception by Armstrong in the end zone the quarter before. But thankfully, it does not come back to bite us. It does not come back to haunt us. Uh, but it, like, I, I got the sense of the entire game, like this is going to be the one that he costs us. This is going to be the I, one where if he was yep. just a little bit better, if he was just an, an above-average quarterback playing an above-average game, we win handily. But because he's not and because he's playing not very well – this is the the loss that we look back at. And we're like, how do we lose that game? I think it's, I mean, it's safe to say that it just in through what five games, we can say we've seen the best Jack Plummer and the worst Jack Plummer already. 
I think that's safe to say. And maybe even the middle in Indiana, possibly. He, first of all, he was not terrible the entire game on Friday, but his mistakes were so well, that, glaring. But that's, that's the, I mean, when he, I, 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 we talked about it on Friday. That's all week before that. It's just that's what we don't need Plummer to do is try to make plays. I, you know, I'm, you call it like I'm, I'm used to you know the Favre, you know, attitude. Now I'm not saying he's trying to like, you know, get a ball into tight spaces, but just making plays like when you're going down. And trying to throw the ball away, and you lose it in your hand for a fumble. Or you... I'm going to lose my mind if he does that one more time. He did it we're, twice. We're, we're, he, he did it three times. It, we're, where he's falling down, and he just tries to shovel pass out of bounds. He's been just, called for grounding three times down. already. He's going to get a fumble at some point. Just take the five-yard loss. Like, like it, 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 If he does it again, somebody's got to get in his ear and be like, I, I get what you're trying to do, but man, do a little bit less. You're doing too much. And do, it's not just, and he's not doing one. I, I see it as I watch on Saturday. Other teams' quarterbacks try to do the same stuff and try to be cute about it. But I don't know if it's they're trying to be the Mahomes saying, I don't know. But just 99% of the time, just take the sack. Just go, go down. down. Just go down. And, or make the decision to throw it away a second earlier. Yeah. I mean, just. That's if, the issue. If, he's, if you feel someone else hands on you, go down. Just, just, don't, just don't try to throw it away. Don't try to be a hero. Don't try to make something happen. Because more often than not, all you're going to do is make something bad happen for you and good for them. And that's what now, happened in this game. The one time that he did make the quick decision to throw the ball away was the one time where I was like, you can't do that. When we had third and 16, and it ended up causing Havelstad to kick that 53-yarder. You know, he, I'm like, just get whatever you do, get four or five yards. Like, like you know, We need something here because he attempted from the same length in the first half, and it wasn't even close. So I'm like, whatever you do, just don't throw the ball away. You've got to get some yards here. And he very quickly just throws the ball away. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" <laughs> At least and, scramble for a yard. Yeah, yeah. get us something. You got to get him a little bit closer. Because after that first half attempt, I'm thinking there's no way Brock Travelstead's hitting for 53 yards because the first attempt oh, no, no, w- no. was not close. And then Don't he never dis- disparage God, Brock. Brock it, it was it, you know it was Brock October Eve. I should have known. And he, I mean, bleep and buried it. Man. We 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 we've just we 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 figured, we. Uh, I mean, we we already talked about it. His name's Brock. Brock's at Louisville. Just Brock's at Louisville. Just rake. They're just fantastic. I'm trying to cross here on air. They're just, they absolutely are beasts. I mean, his name's Travels. The ball travels steadily with him. Nah, I like that. <laughs> he's Brock. We're also talking about ACC. Travelstead. ACC Special Teams Player of the Week, Brock Travelstead. Name today. Boom. Shout out to the locker room. Cam Rightfully Ke- so. God, that was awesome, too. Cam I Kelly. That was cool, too, yeah. Cam Kelly also named the ACC Defensive Back of the Week for a second time, which is great. He's not a full-time starter, and he's been ACC Defensive Back of the Week in two of the five weeks uh, so far this season. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I feel, not that I feel bad for, like, Raleigh and NC State fans, but I, I'm sure – I'm curious to hear the local station. They're talking – we're talking about surviving due to the bad quarterback play. They're over there right now talking about how they didn't survive and maybe could, should have won a game and didn't because of their bad quarterback play. Well, then now today they're talking about a quarterback change. And exactly. How, how bad was it? He got benched. He, I mean, I, I, Brian Armstrong, I do think that a big part of the problem is he's got nobody to throw the ball to. True. Like he's got no weapons. They've got no running game. He, he's he's being asked to do it all, and he's just not good enough. But I also don't know where his arm's gone. Like, he had a little bit of a... He never had the biggest arm in the world, but two years ago at Virginia, when he was throwing the ball 55 times a game, he could sling it. And, I mean, he was just throwing these little loopers up the entire game. And don't get me wrong, I loved it. But at the same time, I'm like, where's this guy? What has happened to this guy? But they did announce today that MJ Morris will take over as the new starting quarterback. And I'm curious to see if that can provide a spark for them because I think that while Armstrong has not been great by any stretch of the imagination, I, I don't know if a new quarterback is going to make their specialty players 
any better. Last thought here, because I know we're overdue I mean, for sure a break. I'm more carries than the rest of the NC State team. And that was by design. Like they, I know. It was all quarterback sneaks and stuff. I, they're like they're trying to like Tebow him. I'm like, what, what is happening here? It was a, it was a pathetic <laughs> offense. I'd be pissed off if I was an NC State fan, too. Watch but, the game. I'm thinking NC State. I'm like, are we just begging this Louisville team to come back and beat us? And my, we did. My last thought here, and there are a couple things that I want to get to in this, the second segment. My, my last thought for this segment is, and this is a, a repeat of something that we've now talked about in three of the five recap shows this season. The last two years, we've done the show now. This is the third football season that we've had this show. There were so many times the last two seasons where we came in here on a Monday and we were like, they had five, six, seven chances to win that game. If they just make a play on any one of those five, six, or seven plays, we're sitting here talking about a victory. I mean, the, the BC game last year stands out to me as the, the biggest example of that, where it's like we had to, we, we had to screw up perfectly to lose that game. And this year, it's been the total flip of that. Have we been overly impressive to get to 5-0? and I can see why an objective person would look out there and say no. I mean, we have not played the toughest schedule in the world. We've played three close games against teams that have been just okay, if that. But in all three of those games, there have been times where it's time for somebody to step up and make a play. And every time, we've been the team that's done that. We've been the team that's made the winning plays, which is such a... A turn of events from the Scott Satterfield era. You know, we're the one that hit that hits the 53-yard field goal. We're the one that makes the the pick on the drive where NC State's trying to play hero. Think about the Virginia game a couple of years ago, where you know we're up big. Virginia makes this gigantic comeback, and still there are you know, there are a third down play or a fourth down play where if we just make one of them, we send UVA home. Instead, we let them drive all the way down the field. Brennan Armstrong scores a touchdown. We still have a chance to win the game. James Turner misses a relatively short yard, short field goal, like a 40-yard field goal. Like We don't make any of those plays in that game two years ago. We make all of those plays Friday night, and it's why we're sitting here talking about this team being 5-0 and and being ranked for the first time since 2020. Indiana, goal line stand. Georgia Tech, we caused the fumble when they're trying to, to drive to go ahead late in the fourth quarter. Like, I know that math people... Like statistical people that look at this game from an analytical viewpoint will say this is more luck than anything else. It's the law of averages. It'll balance itself out. I do think there's something to be said for just having a winning culture. It's no mistake why. It's not a coincidence why so many of the best teams in college football always win games where you're like, man, how do they do this again? How are they always escaping? How are they always making those plays and the other team isn't? There's something to be said for just having that belief. And I think, you know, you give the head coach and the culture that he's been able to create in a short amount of time the credit for that. Now, I'm not saying that it means we're going to win every single game that's close. Surely, the law of averages will come back, and at some point, we're going to lose a close game. Hopefully, it's not Saturday or any at any point this season. But for now, I feel like you look at this team, and especially after watching a little bit of Cincinnati the last few weeks, and you say, this team is probably 3-2, and two, maybe 2-3, two and three, if they have last year's head coach back for this year. And I don't feel like that's me just... No, I mean, I'm, I'm not even guaranteeing we blow out Boston College if we had last year's coaching staff. This team has a belief that it's going to win every game that it plays. And when it gets close, nobody panics. When they're down at halftime, nobody panics. And it's been so refreshing to see through the first five weeks. Now, the second half of the season, you're obviously going to face a much, much tougher schedule. We have four games now against the current top 20 in the AP poll. It's... You're going to have to be better. If you want to get in a situation where you're in a close game, some of the stuff that has plagued us early on in these games against Georgia Tech and late against Indiana and early against NC State is going to have to get cleaned up. But for now, it's so comforting knowing that this 
this group is not going to shudder. They're not going to waver when things go poorly. They're not going to tremble in the face of adversity. And when it comes time for somebody to step up and make a winning play, they're going to do it. That's a nice luxury to have. It's a comforting feeling going into not just the second half of this season, but the entirety of the Jeff Brom era moving forward. Let's take our first break when we come back. We've got some more thoughts. I've got some things that I want to run by TK. We'll get to you guys on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. It's yet another celebratory Monday recap edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, and it continues next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Still waiting. Still waiting for a new president. Hasn't happened just yet. He said he was going to be president one day, didn't he? That's what I said. We're still waiting for it. Uh, I'd vote for Flo Rida. I'd take Flo Rida. I mean, I'd vote. What the hell? It can't be any worse, right? We'd have a fun time. <laughs> yeah. It'd be fun. What would be the worst thing to have if Flo Rida was president over the last, I don't know, the last you know, six years or seven years we've had? The world might be over. That's okay. I mean, <laughs> we'll be fine. Welcome back in, uh, Mike Rutherford Show, Monday edition here on 1450 and 96 One, The Big X. TK, you still have, you're still rocking the Shady Rays, right? Oh, of course. Did you know that now? I had them on today. I had to. I, anytime I wake up on the way to work, I got to put my Shady Rays on because I, I have just my, I have very sensitive eyes. So do I. We both have the baby blues. We do. We and maybe it is a baby blue thing. I don't know, but you no, know, it is. When I first walk outside, whether it be. I've woken up at 2, noon. What It doesn't matter what time it is. The sun's still up. That's bright. As soon as I walk outside, that, I mean, my eyes burn. And I've got to put I got to put the sunglasses on immediately. Well, now this isn't exactly for you, but you can now shop in person at Shady Rays Louisville, which is located at the Oxmore Center on Shelbyville Road, next to Anthropology and the Von Moore Wing. Nice. And off, if you shop out of a large selection of Shady Rays, both in-store and online, which is more for you, you can use the promo code BIGX at checkout to save 40% off some exclusions do apply, so make sure to check with one of our knowledgeable brand experts while you're shopping to make sure that it does apply for the Big X discount. But 40% off uh, any deal. fair shady raise that's, uh, that's in that large selection just by using the promo code Big X. Very, very cool. I still have, my, I still have two pairs I rotate between. I'm sure, I mean, I used to in the description of, like, you know, if you're like Trevor Kelsey and you're going to lose them, you get them back for free within a year. Oh, I make sure not to lose and them because I, I love them. them. I don't want it. If I lose them, I'm going to be mad. I'm still rocking both mine as well. Like this is this isn't like you know something normally I lose. I'm like oh, well move on like a drone or something. Yeah, yeah but, but like this is my sunglasses. Do we have a drone update by the way? Uh, it is it is still inactive? At the so moment. no update, no update, no update. Nothing's happening. I do own it though. There you go. Uh, we'll go back in. We're, we're still recapping Friday night's 13 to 10 victory over NC State. A few more thoughts that I, I want to get to. One, the defensive effort. I I feel like you know we both fall victim and and the entire fan base falls victim to being like, well, it wasn't our best effort. We didn't play great. And I feel like we always need to make sure that we say offensively because all the mistakes that we're talking about were on offense. The defense was fantastic. And if the defense wasn't fantastic, we're sitting here talking about what's wrong with the team. Were they looking ahead to Notre Dame? The, you know, the ACC championship hopes of going to the conference title game. 
are now ruined, like all this stuff. The defense had to be damn near perfect for us to win that game, and they were. Ashton Gelade continued to be the the absolute force on the outside that he's been pretty much the entire season. Got to the to to Brennan Armstrong a couple of times, which was great to see. I thought Stephen Heron was tremendous. He also brings that energy. We haven't talked probably enough about Jalen Alderman. There was so much discussion about what is Louisville going to do at the linebacker position. You know, you you lose Yusir Abdullah, you lose Monty Montgomery to an unexpected transfer, you lose basically your entire production from the linebacking position last year. You bring in Heron, which is a huge help, but somebody else has to step up. Uh, we've talked about TJ Quinn, but Jalen Alderman, the guy who we've known for the last three years, virtually is just the guy who had the the pick six against UCF has been everywhere and, and he delivered I mean he almost killed a guy on Friday night with a legal hit like that that poor guy coming across the middle that Armstrong almost got killed like his neck snap back I had no idea I how he Brick nearly killed a guy I mean he did like I had no idea how that guy's helmet stayed on it looked like the helmet like, came all the way off his head and came back on but Alderman has been just everywhere for us over these uh, these first five games of the season he's been tremendous and then Ramon Perrier He's the guy who gets the big push on the last play to force the interception that Quincy Riley you know, is basically there just to high point and bring it back, which I don't know if you're like me, where he's running the ball back. I'm like, get out of bounds, get out of bounds, get out of No, no, I had a little minus three. I'm like, get in the end zone, get in the oh, end well, zone, well, get in the end zone. That's a little bit different. Because I parlayed us at minus three with the under 55s, and then I individualed them. But nah, I can understand I, that. I came out, bro- I broke even a little bit, but, you know, it's a bit of nice. But, yeah, but. For everybody else, for people who didn't have money on the cards covering three or, or covering three and a half, whatever it may have been, uh, I think I was just screaming. I think get I was down, so mad down, about that, that Chris Bell touchdown not counting. <laughs> I think it was was it Bell they it called? Was, uh, no, it was uh, Jaden Thompson. Jaden Thompson, uh, which we're gonna talk about. But but the but the defense tremendous. A- every time that you went out there and you're like, just get us a stop, just get us a stop. They did. I feel like I said that seven times during the game, and then it took the the last drive where we you know we couldn't extend the clock, we couldn't run it out. And we're like, just one more time, I promise. Just one more time. If you get us to stop, we'll stop asking uh, this of you. The defense was tremendous. I agree. I mean, it's been tremendous all year, right? For the most part. Yeah, I mean, I think George I mean, Tech, For the most part, yeah. I mean, George Tech a little rough. But George Tech's also the first game of the season. I mean, we talk about the Indiana game and Indiana's offense being as bad as it is. But, I mean, they only had like two, maybe two drives technically on us because the other one was a half field. And they only scored on one of those long drives. So, I mean, you can only give up – not gonna hold, not everybody, you can't hold everybody to know not having any drives at all in a game when you get so many opportunities. But, I mean, for the most part, I think, yeah, the defense has been very consistent and very solid for us. And I'm not saying that's as a surprise, but it's something that kind of, you're right, has been overlooked because all the focus has been on Plummer and on Brom in this offense for the most part, even through five games. Which you knew you were going to get that. I mean, yeah, it's true. When you hear Jeff Brom, you think offense. You think maybe it's, not having yeah, yeah. the best defenses in the world. like. You you go in with that bias already. I don't think I don't think anybody does it like you know on purpose. It's just subconsciously you just you you, you fade towards the offense. I mean, sure. that's any, even if you had a defensive coach, you will probably talk about the offense. Yeah, it's the way that it works. But yeah. the defense has been just spectacular. It has, and the defense carried us obviously to a, a huge win, thirteen to ten Friday night. I also loved. I don't know if you've seen the video where it, I think you actually mentioned the video where Jeff Brom's giving the post game talk and he's talking about you know you, you guys gritted out a win, all this stuff you fought. And then Stephen Heron takes it upon himself to say, I, I got to say one more thing. Brock made a hell of a kick, and Brock Travelstead comes up, and he's, he's, he's looking a little teary-eyed. It's not, he, he's like he didn't expect it. And that was just such an awesome moment. And it made me oh, – yeah. you can tell Heron's one of those guys when you watch him play that he's a leader. I mean, he, he's one of those guys. He's just – every play he makes just comes up pure intensity. He's going nuts. He's hyping his teammates up. And 
Look, that's a Trinity man right there, TK. That's a Trinity man doing what Trinity men do. And then he goes to Stanford. He's a standout there. But we needed, you know, I knew he was going to be an asset for us as far as his play and filling a void at a position of need. But he's very much stepped up and become that leader that I think we were lacking after we lost Yasir and Yaya Diaby and some of the guys that have been around the program for a long time. It was cool to see him have that moment uh, after the game. To, to make sure that Brock travels had that spotlight on. Him. No, I loved it. I mean, because I mean, it, he he was right. I mean, Brock, hit, you know, fifty three yards. I mean, it, it hit, and then even in the you know the last two scores were Brock's. I mean, we other than that, we're down ten seven and maybe lose the game. I mean, and the, the fact that one of them was a fifty three yarder. I mean, the one he missed was he had the distance. It just looked like it went to the right or right. I can't remember which side it went to. But yeah, it was right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he, the fact he had the distance alone was just like was a little bit of a you know half win for me, knowing that. He can nail it from that distance, and I mean, it's, he's brought. I mean, we're what five games in, and Brock's steadily maybe in my top five all-time favorite little kickers already. Longest kick in the history of the program. I mean, he's not he's not passing you know Art and David anytime soon right now, but he's he's, 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 he's making that move. I mean, there the, it was a one, it was a one-two race, and there wasn't much really competition for third or fourth really, and he's he's making his way up there. And you, he was a fairly highly touted kid coming out of high school, and he was known as a guy who was a dual threat, like he could punt and he could kick. And he was, a, at the time, like a, a, a big get for us. And then he comes here, and he loses out on the kicking job to James Turner, who, who you know, was a redshirt freshman, unfortunately for him, who won the job the year before he got here, and loses out on the punting job. We bring in Mark Vassett, who's the, the Aussie punter, goes to the school that produces all the Red Guy Award winners. And, and I've shared the story before. Like, Is he still punting in Colorado, by the way? Do we know? Yeah, he's, he's still their punter. Okay. I had I'd heard last summer that you know, Travelstead was the leader to win the place-kicking job. like he, he had beaten out James Turner, and then he got hurt. And then Turner comes on, and Turner's great last year, and so it winds up being a situation where, unfortunately, Travel said never gets on the field. And it's a good thing that he's good because we lose both our kicker and our punter to the transfer portal at a time when there's not a whole lot of guys out there that you can go get. And he's been, you know, he's had a couple of bad punts. He's had, you know, he missed the field goal, uh, yeah, the first field goal on Friday, but for the most part, he's been rock solid. And you're right; if he's not good on Friday night, there's no way we win that game because we we punted a lot and we uh, we needed two huge field goals. So to see him get that moment and to to see him win ACC Special Teams Player of the Week is pretty well cool. deserved. Very very well deserved for sure. The uh, the other things that I want to get to, I thought that I, I was right in saying that I thought NC State was going to pretty much take away Jamari Thrash. I think uh, Aiden White's maybe the best corner we're going to face all season long. And I assume that Jeff thought that we could have advantages elsewhere. You know, their safeties were not supposed to be good. Their safeties played well against us, of course. Uh, I was really Which ones were safety? They, they were down to, like, their bat- walk-on safety yeah. better in the game. But. Yeah, because the, the one got ejected and the other one got hurt. Yeah, they, they they were already thin at that position. They got, he did target, though. That's what he gets. Yeah, it was like, People were complaining about that call. It was definitely a targeting. If you yeah. want to complain about the running of the kicker, I'm totally fine with that. But complaining about the targeting call, that's – by the letter of the law, with his helmet. I mean, it's pretty much yeah. It's, no. Yeah, that's exactly what targeting is. I saw that. I'm like, how can you? How can you boo? I was so very surprised though that we didn't have more success running the football. Jawar could just never really get loose. Never found a hole. Never busted a big one. Uh, it, it was not the explosive running game that we'd seen for the first four weeks. Does that make you a little bit concerned moving forward? Um, no, not necessarily. No, I mean, I guess a little bit, but because. I mean, if we're not going to be able to, to get a running game going, it obviously Plummer takes possibly two steps back in terms of how good he can be, and you saw that a little bit in, in, on Saturday or on Friday night, excuse me. But 
I'm, I'm hoping to think that this was just a situation of NC State having a solid defense. Maybe I mean, they, they, they seemed to dare us to throw the ball. They, they had more guys in the box for the most part anyway. Hoping that that's all that was, just a more of a uh, exception to the rule than, than, the, than the, 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 the norm. Yeah, Plummer, or Jordan, I should say, 16 carries for 32 yards. That uh, He came into the game averaging yeah. almost 10 yards per carry, uh, averaged two on Friday night. Louisville ran 29 times. They never got that big one to bring up the no, average. L- really. Louisville ran 29 times for just 20 yards. Of course, that includes Jack Plummer taking a few sacks and having negative 21 yards uh, rushing himself. I mean, that's, I mean, you think about it. I mean, look, look at the season. I mean, I, I just, just without even breaking down numbers, but, I mean, you take away those 75-yard runs in each game or whatever it was for Jordan. I mean, he's... His average is going to go way down. It's kind of propped up by the the, the fact he's been well, getting yeah. the one big run. <laughs> I think that's obvious. But, I mean, yeah. But still, he he was getting, you know, when he wasn't getting 75-yard runs, there were still a lot of six, seven-yard carries. Yes. A 25-yard touchdown last week. I think my concern here is that we're used to seeing really, really strong front sevens from NC State. This NC State team gave up 45 points to Notre Dame. They gave up, a, Audrey Guestimay, I think, had 145 yards rushing himself. It was not like they shut down that team that we're going to see on Saturday, True. Saturday night at Ellen Stadium, and they definitely shut down us. And anytime it was an obvious rushing down, or even when it wasn't, we tried to get the running game going. They just we, there was nothing there. And I think you're right in saying that they were definitely kind of forcing Plummer to beat us. It, it was something that surprised me a little bit because he's coming off of his best game. Boston College came into that game two weeks ago with the same approach of you know we're taking away the short passing game, we're trying to take away the run game. If you can beat us deep, try to beat us deep. And NC State essentially did the same thing and had way more success. Now, you can just say the easy, the obvious answer is NC State's a much more talented defense than Boston College. It was a Friday night at their house. They were pumped. That too. Yeah. And I, I do think that there's there needs to be some film study this week for Jack Plummer to say, look, when teams bring seven guys, because there were some all-out blitzes, and NC State's really good at disguising their blitzes, but there were some times where it was, it was very clear that they were bringing multiple guys. Like, you've got to have a plan. In place, and it was like Plumber didn't have a, a hot route or a checkdown option in his mind, and he just kind of held it or you know, tried to make try to, to extend the play with his legs. And like against certain teams, and I think Notre Dame is one of them. You've got to get rid of the ball quickly, and you've got to know where it's going to go because there's going to be a free rusher that we don't have a man to, to, to put on him that's going to get to you. And like if you're not ready for that, it's either going to be a huge loss, or it's going to be a wasted down, or it's going to be a turnover. And I, I, we never really adjusted to that, and that kind of surprised me. I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit, you know, more of the screen game. I think we tried a few times, and they stuffed it out. But NC State was very much in the like, we're going to try to make sure that you can't run it consistently on us. We're going to make sure that you can't beat us with the getting the ball out to thrash and, and Coleman in space and having one-on-one matchups. If you can beat us deep, you can beat us deep. But we don't think we're going to give you enough time. And for the most part, they were right. Yes, I concur. There you go. <laughs> I do wonder if the game's different if Plummer hits on that first throw to Jordan, if that maybe opens things up a little bit, gets him some confidence, gets him calmed down, makes the NC State, makes Tony Gibson and company rethink their strategy. But, you know, he didn't. And after that, it was a little bit – I mean, he didn't seem jittery to me. It, it wasn't like the Georgia Tech game where he was just missing open guys. It was like he wasn't—he just wasn't seeing the field and he was underthrowing some guys. Even the touchdown pass to to Chris Bell was kind of like a, I'm just going to loft this thing up as high as I can and hope that my guy can make a play. And thankfully he did. It, he just—it was like he just wasn't as sharp. I don't know how much of that is the crowd and how much of it is him just just not being sharp. Or being just maybe a little jumpy too. With you mentioned the blitzes coming left and right at him. That could have been it. Now the 
not overturning the touchdown throw to Jaden Thompson in the end zone. I the interception was the most that I lost my mind. And this is a game where I paced around my living room. It was it was like old times. This was vintage old Mike. The kids are down. I I the entire second half, I'm just walking around the living room. I'm pacing the entire. I probably got like ten thousand steps in on the Fitbit. And I wonder how much weight I could lose if I pace during games. You just start pacing. I'm not a pacer. I mean, I'm a huge pacer, which is weird to say because I love the pacers, but. I'm not a pacer when it comes to the game. I'm more of just slamming my hands on stuff, yelling and scaring the dogs. So I lost it during the the interception. But the second mad, most mad I got was the not overturned touchdown. To me, it was most mad I got. Well, the thing is, the only reason why I was like a little bit oh, not not okay with it is then you bring in the replay review guy, the, the, the official, and he's like, I think this should be an interception if they have dual possession. He, I, I was like, you, I was like, if they give them this ball. I may never watch football again. I may, like, I'm done. This may be, have to be the, the last time that I check out because Lord knows my health can't take it. But I was like, this is, a, this is a touchdown. If the Chris Bell play was a touchdown, this has to be a touchdown as well. It was obviously a touchdown. And it wouldn't, they, it wouldn't even they de- debate it on it. I mean, I, I was like, that, that's six points off the board right there. What, what baffles me sometimes were like the announcers, and it was Andre Ware who would Oh, my God. Don't and, get me started on Ware. And just like the, the, the questioning of like, like, do they, do they just, because it's going to replay, they have to act like it's a questionable call? Because, I mean, I don't know how you could have watched that and been like, it's a touchdown. I mean. It's the same thing as, like, the, the fumble where uh, when your plumber gets hit. The ball is obviously out of his hand. Yeah, I mean. Nobody even on our sidelines even protesting. And Andre Ware is like, this is going to come back. It's, it's an incomplete pass. I was like, Whoa. I was like, do you not know the I mean, basic I, rules of football? If I was a homer, I'd been like, oh, that wasn't a fumble. But, I, was, of course, in real time, I'm like, no fumble, no fumble. Then when they show it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a fumble. He was trying to get us to kick yeah, a field goal on the last drive. he dropped the ball out of his hand as he's trying to throw he was, it, yeah. He was trying to get us to kick a field goal on the last drive when all we needed to do was take knees to end the game. I'm like, how much money does Andre Ware have on us to cover? I mean, well, P.A., he should have been calling for that to be a touchdown. <laughs> it was. I a, mean, again, didn't, didn't you, I don't know if you watched, like, the LSU Ole Miss game. Yeah, I did. And the, the, the LSU player, they give the touchdown to him. I'm like, where was that rep? I know. I, I that, that, the that, exact you're same you're telling me that that's that was clearly no touchdown. They give it to him. I, you know, I don't, I don't condone throwing stuff on the the field, but I get Ole Miss fans' frustration at that point. And I'm sitting there thinking back to Argon. I'm like, it was. I mean, his foot's down. His knee. He's get one foot down. He has control of the ball as they're coming down to the ground. The rule says if, if it's simultaneous. A catch the offense gets the uh i guess or it's whose foot hits first or something i don't know right, so that's what the guy was saying so he's like it's an interception for instance state i'm like but, but he didn't have control we had control 99 of the time it, it was a touch oh it was a horrible it was an obvious touch yeah just, that was the first moment where i was like i think we may lose i because I, I was we're down 10 nothing at halftime people were texting me they're like this is i was like we're gonna win this game i felt very confident that moment was the first time where i was like oh Right, we gotta get out of here. I don't want the the, the commercial to start. Oh wow! Let us, let us know in it. We'll turn things over to you guys on the Thornton's text line after the break. Your thoughts at 502-414-1450. It's a celebratory Monday. We're happy here on the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty nine six one. The Big X. Got Chuck's on with Saint Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm 
I safe in assuming these are all just like TK good vibe Monday? These are Trevor. This is Trevor. This is Trevor getting out of the shower grooving. <laughs> just being, yeah, just doing the zest with the with the zest, uh, with the, the, the towel behind me. Oh yeah, this is this is this is Trevor walking around Friday night. By the way, downtown. Like, Did not need that. Yeah. Room. Have you seen? So two people have sent me the picture of the the guy at the Tennessee game getting arrested with his, his pants down around his the, ankles. Oh, no, this, you know, I saw the one with the Florida game, but yeah. Two people have, have sent me the same picture and asked if it's you, and there is a there, <laughs> there is a somewhat of a resemblance. This is a large man can, with gray hair. Can you send me hair. this picture? I'll see if I can tell you whether it's me or not. I, don't I know. think you got tagged on it the first time. Oh, did I? haven't. But I will tag you on it. Uh, I'll do it right now so you can see it. Uh, but it, it does look I mean, At first glance, there's a slight resemblance. For the record, I was not at the Tennessee game. Thank God. Thank God. I remember at least. Check that out. I just, I just tagged you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Papa? <laughs> Two different people have been like, is that Trevor? Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> Someone tagged uh, me Why and were TJ. you at Tennessee game? Oh, it's my guy. My guy, John Lockhart, tagged both me and TJ. He's a Kentucky fan. It was like, is this Trevor? I was like, second person that sent this to me. I think we established, we already decided this last week, I don't wear tidy whities people. You don't. That's how I knew. That's, that's how I was like, no, it's not him, actually. Wasn't the fact that it was a Tennessee game. Wasn't the fact that he looks like he's 30 years older than you. Thank you. That's the most nicest thing you think you've ever said to me. <laughs> that's the best that's like the nicest thing you've ever said I mean, to that me. That guy's way older than you. The are. guy looks older than you. He's way older than you are. He does have the, all the gray though going. He does. And you know what me too, because he didn't have the brawn beard. That's true. Like we have. And that's I have right now currently. That's true. Um, I do need to get a haircut around the brown beard, though. That's that's part. That's okay with the rules, right? Yeah, that's, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to shave, but I need the, uh, the. I had to do a little bit of trimming, but I did it before the. Well, season. you you can do a little trim, but as long as you don't like. You did a little trim. I, I need it full and thick, though. I did it before the NC State game to make sure that, that I couldn't get blamed for it if I did it before the Notre Dame game. I just didn't say anything to you, and you didn't notice last week, so I'm like, all right. I don't think I good. saw you last week. I saw you a few times. Okay, we talked. We were with Patrick, and we were, you know, we were, we were fraternizing. Yeah, we got to meet. Yeah. Uh, Rashawn was here with his kids. Rashawn was yeah. here on Friday, which was good to see. Yeah, like that nobody told Rashawn that we're not, we're not doing this show at the old stadium. Well, he actually, he's like, well, he's like, he's like, I heard you say that all the stage shows were over here. Now I was like, I guess I need to find te- out. That he me. texted me Thursday night at like ten thirty, and was like, hey man, I hope I'm not, I hope you're, I'm not waking you up. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I heard on Rutherford, yeah, like we just said, I heard, on, I heard you and Rutherford talking, and you mentioned that you're at the studio. Do I need to go there? <laughs> I'm like. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it. <laughs> Every now and then, the airtight communication here just falls apart a little bit. Something falls through the cracks. This might come as a shock, but I have a tendency of uh, forgetting things now and again. It's it's a uh, disease that's known as burnoutism. Every now and then. <laughs> yeah. So. The, uh, real quick, the only thing that I'm going to say about the Notre Dame game right now is, at last check, the, the spread is Notre Dame by six and a half. I need that to get up to seven. Here's oh, why. I want seven and a half, personally. But... Jeff Brom and his coaching career has been a home underdog of seven points or more twice, he's 2-0 oh in those games. Let's get that up to seven. Yeah. Let's, let's make it a touchdown underdog. Why I mean, not? one of those was the Ohio State game, probably. It was. Yeah. Ohio State and the other one I saw, I can't remember. It's it probably his first year at Purdue. I think it was, it, both were, were Purdue, Yeah, obviously, but I don't remember what the other one was. Let's but get it done. doesn't matter. He won it. Make it a seven-point game. I also saw the, the Louisville Pitt game coming up a, a week from Saturday will be a 6.30 kickoff on the CW, making our CW – Premier, of course, versus Pitt. Who else? A better opponent than Pitt for our CW debut. Right after a new episode of Charmed, you can watch Louisville take on Pitt, try to defend its undefeated ACC record. Right before, before the new version of Pictionary with with Jerry Cano, the McConnell. The second half of our schedule has become insanely clear now because 
you've got, I say second half, I'm including Notre Dame in that, even though it's technically a first half game. But you've got, these in these last seven games, you got four teams that I think we can say are pretty good, pretty damn good. They're all ranked in the top 20 of the latest day people. You've got three teams that are bad. There's no way around it. Pitt is bad. Pitt is one and four. They lost to the same Cincinnati team that is floundering every week under Scott Satterfield. They lost to West Virginia. They just lost to Virginia Tech, who everyone thought was the worst team in the ACC last week. They lost to them by 17. Pitt's bad. That's where going on the road still does give me a little bit of. It's scary, but slight but, worry, but, but not like not I'm not scared, but just like we should not lose that game. Yeah, if I it was at home, I'd saying, be like Boston College confident. But I, I feel confident in saying I don't care where that game's played. We should not lose to this pit team, especially you know. Things, I agree. Things I agree. Change, change, can change in season. We play them in, in a couple of weeks. Like this is, they're not going to improve leaps and bounds over the next twelve days. We should beat Virginia and Virginia Tech, both home games. Neither team is very good. Agreed. Now the other four games that are out there, Duke. I think you can make the case should have beaten Notre Dame over the weekend. They, mm-hmm. to me, are the real deal. Now, like that's a game that you look at and say, very, very solid chance that when they come here on October 28th, we're going to be undefeated. In, well, as long as we beat Pitt, we will be undefeated in conference play. They're probably going to be undefeated in conference play. And it's a matchup of who controls their own destiny in the race to get to the ACC title game. Like that, That's going to be a big deal. I know we're, we're all focused on Notre Dame right now, but that game's going to be a big deal as well. Notre Dame, we know they're good. And Duke against NC State and Florida State before they come to us. That's right. I have Florida State the week before us, by the way. Which will be, that's a big deal. Yeah. Now, Notre Dame, we know they're good, especially on defense. We, you know, we, I think we've seen enough. We know the talent that they have. They played 11 guys for most of the game on Saturday. And you can say that they didn't deserve to win, but you know, they're 5-1. and one. They almost beat Ohio State. They beat a good Duke team. Notre Dame's good. Kentucky, they looked fantastic on Saturday. No way around it. Kentucky looks the best of all of them. Blew the doors off Florida. I was wrong about that. I, I, I like maybe it's just because it's so deeply ingrained in my DNA. I think all three years that we've done our pick them, I've picked Florida to win, and Kentucky's beaten them pretty handily. Oh yeah. I, I just can't get my mind to a place where it's like UK can, is capable of beating Florida in football. I, I like UK. I didn't know they'd beat them like that. I bet them though. I yeah, bet them on Saturday them. and I picked them, and then I, I didn't expect that. I mean, I love how. We may put a Notre Dame for only running 10 guys. Florida State couldn't, Florida couldn't even stop Kentucky with 13 guys. 13 guys, yeah. And they just, it's still no I mean, so embarrassing. When did counting get so hard in football? It's just, it's, it's, it's a plus. <laughs> it's just worse when you still don't make the stop. But Duke, <laughs> at least make the stop and be like, oh, well, we cheated. I mean, Duke good, Kentucky good, Notre Dame good, and Miami, I think, is very good. Did Miami play this weekend? I didn't even see what they did. I think they were off, but they are hammering okay. team, everybody they've played so far. Yeah. And that win over AM now looks even more impressive with AM. Going out there and yeah, they run by and winning. Um, speaking of the, the big X, big bets of the weekend, I was two for three. You were over three. Oh yeah, I did, I should have known after the Utah game, like that one. That one really was. Like, I told oh, you not to do that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, I did better on it. I should have stuck with NFL because I went three out of four on, on the NFL. My NFL parlay, nice. Damn, Bengals costing me a nice little chunk of money, but. I had, a, I had my very first parlay yesterday. Nice. Good I had my first parlay. Bet on the Ravens to cover. Who knew gambling was this easy? It's no problem. I'm up two hundred dollars in one week. I mean, I took Washington in our game on that parlay. I knew I, I didn't like us to, to beat them by ten. I think it was nine and a half. Actually, was the spread. I was like, this game's always way too close with with, with Washington with the Philly, right. and I didn't like it being that close. But eh, you know what it is, what it is. But yeah, and then I guess who else did I miss on that that over there? I had ten in Utah. Who else? Well, uh, Washington, Washington did not. Did not. Come I should. I should never doubt a jet fish. That's my fault. Yeah, that was the one that, that you picked that I liked. I, I hated the other two. I liked those picks. And who was who was my other one? That I missed on it was on Saturday. Kansas covering against Texas. Oh, that didn't come close. That was not close. Not even close. And my in my defense on that one though, 
that another quarterback was going to scratch right before the game. Yeah, that, that that's a big hit. that 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 was that that should get like an asterisk on that one. I was right about AM covering against Arkansas. You were AM, yeah. They were. I gave you the Clemson parlay of the under and Clemson winning by more than seven. And then I misfired on Auburn team total under 15 and a half. And Auburn, I'm damn near beat Georgia. Yeah, they were, weren't they up like 17 nothing in that game? I don't think they were up 17 nothing. They were up by a touchdown for a decent amount. Was it 17? Okay. And then they lost 2017. I mean, got Kentucky fans calling me on Saturday night. Just at least, at least, I heard from at least two or three. I'm just, man, I, I think we could beat Georgia now. Georgia looks, looks beatable. Like they they look a little vulnerable. They do look beatable, but just not overlook the fact that they're still damn good. They look. I, I'm curious to see what UK does, although we won't be able to watch it because we're playing at the same time. Well, I'll put it on. One will be on my phone or laptop, and the other will be on my TV. I'll be there. So uh, it, It's going to be, I mean, this fancy. is a, I'll be there. a huge weekend. in the I mean, the first time that either that Louisville and Kentucky have been 5-0 at the same time ever. Uh, very one of the very few times where we both have ranked at the same time. Yeah, I know that this is, can't be the first, but it's, it's got to be less than a handful of times. Has not before. happened very often. Yeah, I mean, I would say less than five times in the history. And we both got primetime matchups against top ten opponents: uh, Kentucky playing number one Georgia, us playing number ten Notre Dame. It's a huge weekend for football in the Commonwealth. I hope that it goes well for one team and, and poorly for the the team in blue. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. We'll take some text now. Text line. It's a Monday, so it's blown up. We got a lot to get to. We'll try to get to as much as we can. Here. What's on the mind of the texters? Let's see. Texter says, "My three uneducated takes on Friday's game. The only type of takes that we give on the show. That's, that's the only ones I do. One, the defense looks fantastic, and I don't have any fears anymore about that. Mm-hmm. Two, I think we beat ourselves more than their defense beat us. Their defense is good. Don't get me wrong, but we could have put twenty five points on them. Plus, we let their best defensive player make too much of an impact." Three, that was definitely a TD. The all the ACC All Carolina Conference strikes again. I mean, that's that's the one thing I the most complained about was other than Plummer trying to throw the ball away is that TD. I just it's aggravating. I, it's, it was it's not like one of those like well it could be fifty fifty and I'm biased so I'm gonna lean towards one. It was, it was clearly terrible. it was clearly a touchdown. And all the NC State fans whining about the running into the kicker. I'm like that didn't take points off the board. Let's be real. Yeah. Your, your offense isn't scoring anyway. We've watched them play the entire game. They took actual points away from us. You had the ball we'll again and threw an interception. Yeah, okay. you, you ended up with a chance anyway. Yeah. Get over it. But, man, they talk about Peyton Wilson so much in that game. I get that he's good, but my God. Oh, the number 11 linebacker? Yes. Yeah. I'd... He's the like plumber's not he's not going to win that race. I'm like, well, yeah, he's not the fastest quarterback in the world. I don't like Andre Ware's trying to date his sister or something. He's like, talking about <laughs> what a great play, Peyton. I'm like, one, Plummer already gained eight yards on this scramble. Two, it's not like he was expected to take it to the house. Like, you're not going to outrun him. I'm like, well, I would hope not. He's a middle linebacker chasing down a pocket passing quarterback. What do we got to do to get a spotlight on a player like that in a game? Uh, I don't. I, I don't. Know. <laughs> it was just. It, it was a little much. I did like when Isaac Garendo just planted his ass, though, on that run. That was nice. Knocked down, the, and then he made a huge knockdown of a pass on the very next play, so I stopped thumping my chest. But uh, he, he got a lot of attention on set. He's good, but he got a lot of attention. Yeah. Texas, have you seen the incredible video of Dennis falling asleep in class and waking up so quickly that his glasses fell off? Yes, I have. I have not seen this video. I will watch it, but Dennis, I've been there, buddy. Yeah, Dennis. Uh, Dennis Who amongst us hasn't fallen asleep and did that head... That quick head jerk up because you wake up all of a sudden. Well, he's asleep. His glasses are like falling off his face. And then he jerks up quickly and the glasses fall off and he catches them. And, <laughs> and like the guy filming it starts laughing, which, come on, can, can Dennis not sleep in class in peace? Personally, I see that as quick hands. I, 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 I like, this is why he's the leading shot blocker in America. Yeah, I mean, he has a freshman. <laughs> he has, he's, this is, 
That's the quick hands that we've been looking for. That's what he does. Plus, why, 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 I mean, can we get this teacher to, like, spice up the class a little bit? I bl- Yeah, he's working hard in practice. Yeah. I blame the professor. I was, I was waiting to see Patrick behind him or something in this video. <laughs> Patrick probably took it. Patrick. That's a classic Patrick move. This is this is those people six eighty dude. Patrick was at bars in Lexington, like talking up DJ Wagner over the weekend. <laughs> texting me, he's like, I just talked to DJ Wagner. He ran away from me when I started talking about Louisville. I'm like, one, what? Why can I get players at bars? Hmm. First of all, why is that Patrick never at a bar? Before? Why two? Why is Patrick at a bar? Yeah, I got to question that as well. Maybe he just meant party. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Why was I? And, and then more importantly, why was I invited to this party? I thought I was on the cool kid list. In Lexington. <laughs> I'm over here banging out in Duke's basement still waiting for the party to reshow up again. Texas says, tell us how we get Trevor to paint up and be at the Fed on Saturday, and we'll do it. Uh, the Fed? That Yellen you know, Stadium. Oh, the Carter, Fed. okay. Um, just paint up, like, just go full body paint? Yeah. First of all, you better get a razor because that's gonna, you're gonna need it. Otherwise, the cardinal the cardinal logo is gonna have a mustache. Someone can do that. Uh, it's gonna have a full beard on the cardinal. Um, I tell you right now, if we're undefeated playing Kentucky, I'll go full body paint for that game. Will you really? I will. All right, I like that. I'll I'll, I'll put I'll just wear nothing but I'll wear underwear. I'll wear the, like the uh, the flesh colored underwear like like the. Uh, this is the actors wear in movies to you know, I do, <laughs> you, know to, you know you know what I'm talking about. I do. Uh, I always think of the back of Jenny when on Forrest Gump when she when she's supposed to be playing the guitar naked and it shows from behind you you see you just tell she's wearing a bodysuit it's so yeah. obvious. But I'll, I'll put that on and I'll I'll do the uh, yeah paint from I mean, we we'll, we can decide what you know the, the the paint looks like but I will do it yeah. Okay. If we're undefeated going into Kentucky, okay. All the more reason to cheer on for five more victories, six more victories. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, well, again, we'll decide what the paint is as, as, as we come closer to the event, if needed be. Yeah. Texture says... Will what? you do it with me? Sure. Uh, what, was, what was that? I'm sorry, speak up. I'll do it, yeah. Okay. Oh, we're gonna, now we just need to get like a couple more people to do like a cards maybe line. <laughs> <laughs> TJ and Roush will do it. By the way, happy birthday to Roush on Saturday. Happy birthday, Roush. Got it. What better way to get a victory than celebrate your birthday than beating up on uh, Florida? God, yeah, that's He'd prefer cool. Tennessee probably because he hates them more. But well, he's a Cards fan, too. Yeah, Great weekend. True. He got his Cards and his Cats won. Yeah, and the sales won. I was talking trash to him on Friday. He was. He's like, he just texts back. He's like, dude, put down the pipe. <laughs> I was like, like, you don't even know the score. I was like, I don't matter. You're stepping in a cage in St. Matthews. It's going down for the sales. <laughs> I feel like my line setting for Wagner's been really good this year. I, I said 16 and a half was way too low. Yeah, he he, way said, too he low. just says the sales play. He says, we moved down so we could have cupcake wins like this tonight. Hey, man, I think like, he probably you know, he nailed that one. Texture says, once again, there were a lot of bad drops in this game that caused the offense to look anemic. Do you think that was more about Jack's throws or the receiver's butterfingers? We did have some some bad drops in the first half. I think it was a Coleman had one, I think. I don't remember Coleman having one. I, I remember, remember it was Coleman. Somebody did have one that was really bad that stuck out. We had the third and long play where he threw it across the middle to Chris Bell and hit his hands. And that was a play where I think maybe Plummer put a little too much on the ball. But still, it was. I think a great receiver makes that catch. And then he made a throw right after that to Jamari Thrash on the sidelines where it was trying to get us in, in, like, in manageable range to maybe go for it on fourth down and Thrash just, just straight dropped it. That was a bad one. Um, yeah, the, it, I feel like second half there weren't the receivers were a lot better. But first half, there were definitely a few drops, and it was getting annoying. Callaway had one that was like, it was a bad throw. I think Callaway was one I'm thinking Callaway of. was the first one. It was a bad throw, but it was one of those, you know, 
you probably should have had that one, yeah. but it was not a good throw at all. I, I think Plummer throws on short routes. And people Receivers always talk about quarterbacks that throw catchable balls or that, that throw you know, soft balls. Like it just feels different on your hands. I think he throws a hard football. He, he, he's one of those quarterbacks who's just like the nose down. I think that makes it so where if it's a little bit behind a guy, it's more difficult to catch than some of the quarterbacks who just throw more like straight up. Like I don't want to say sidearm, but like a little bit more of a 3-4 thing, uh, if that makes any sense. No, but I'll say yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> you do that for me all the time. I just remember when I was catching growing up. Like, there were always pitchers that threw hard balls and, and softballs. I would not know. Trust me. I never was ne- I was never put with the receiver line. That's <laughs> that's not shocking. <laughs> like, if you're having to catch a ball, the game is over. <laughs> I'm like, I can't get to know. I mean, was this, is this the one where I run around like I'm lost and try to catch the ball? <laughs> I would love to see you do a hook and ladder. No, oh, I was no, I'm no receiver. No, no, no. You had a better chance of me looking like Jared Lorenzo playing quarterback than you did have me playing receiver. Texture says sports betting has been fun while using the free money these sites give away, but it's a good reminder and lesson that I have no business betting once the free money runs out. Shout <laughs> out to BYU for winning me twenty five dollars. Suck it, Scott. Yeah, I did not do the UFL BYU parlay. I feel like I should have. I parlayed three games on Friday. I, I, I mean, I pushed Louisville. I lost on uh, Utah, but I won the BYU game. There was really nothing better than celebrating the win, got all the post-game write-ups doing, and then, like, falling asleep by watching BYU beat Cincinnati and then, like, Twitter-searching Satterfield's name <laughs> and seeing all this. In the, I was like, this is the ultimate player-haters night. This, this, this is fantastic. I, I just had a great night. Some of the best things about, like, you could go find these Cincinnati, like, Twitter accounts and, like, just take what they said and see if you can find the exact same statement made by a little fan. Oh, it's so similar. And then there's, some of them are dead on, especially... I don't know much as much after the BYU game, but whatever the game was, I can't remember now. Before that, the uh, the game they lost before that, but where everybody's just like, "What are we doing? Third down oh, and up the up. middle, yeah. and well, the red zone offense." We're and, out gaining them by two hundred and losing by four t- by two touchdowns. Like I remember those I mean, days. <laughs> I told somebody, it's like, I have I, my entire lifetime. I have probably I, I despise might be the right word to use for how I feel about Cincinnati, like collegiate sports and in the city of Cincinnati in itself and, and it's fake attempt at making a chili. But like, I, I think all that aside, I don't care. Maybe my, my third favorite school now just for hiring Satterfield from us. That's, that's how much I appreciate them. It, I'm, I may even eat skyline chili. Now it does feel like a nice compensation for all the times they beat us in basketball in the nineties. Like this is, this is the, the deal. Well, I figured it's more of like a karma thing for all like the, just how just evil and crooked they were in basketball throughout the nineties and, and thirty they, they were. And let's keep the, uh, the, the, the keg of nails. Yeah, we have to keep the, they got Satterfield. We got Brom the keg of nails. I mean, is there a better trade in the history of, of the world than this that? This is the, the payback for Keith Legree. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is, we gave them Keith Legree. They gave us Scott Satterfield. Teenage Trevor was was way more angry about that than he should have been. I think we've talked about that. I mean, that was very mad. Congrats on Keith Legree. We'll take the the keg for life and Jeff Brom and money. Also, $2 million for Scott Satterfield or however much it was. What a great trade. I mean, it's so awesome. You can tell. Braden Smith, sure. We'll toss him in. Bagwell for Larry Anderson aside, this may be the most lopsided trade history. Texture says, uh, am I crazy or was NC State playing music while Louisville was on offense up until the ball was snapped? Either way, great road win. I didn't notice, did they? I noticed it a couple times. It's not as bad. Like, Clemson will do it like when we're at the line and Plummer's like calling signals or whoever our quarterback is like calling. Like Clemson's terrible about it. You're allowed to play it, I think, up until like 
the team gets set. Like, like uh, up until that point, like when everybody's like up the line of scrimmage, that's when you have to. I would cut think it off. when the huddle gets broken, you should. You would stop think, it. and I think that the ACC had to step in and make a statement about this a few years ago, pretty much just because everybody was complaining about Clemson and how they would like <laughs> they, they would like play it during plays. They're, they were so obnoxious about it. But there were a couple times where I did notice on TV that it seemed like NC State was really pushing it a little bit. Uh, the NBA hey, still plays it just throughout the whole game now. Well, yeah, they just they're, they're different. They don't if, even if care. If you can get away with it, we should start doing it. I mean, if, if you, I mean, we're going, yeah, dude, go go for it. We'll be the one school that gets fined, though. You, you know, it'll be, oh, especially okay. if we do it against Notre Dame, like, or against well, against the Carolina team too. Well, that yeah, the the ACC will step in and protect Notre Dame, even though they're not playing in the damn conference. <laughs> which I didn't realize until after they beat Duke on Saturday. The stat. Did you know they? You know they have this deal where they play four games against ACC teams every year. They've won thirty straight regular season games against ACC opponents. Now they lost to Clemson in the conference title game in, in the COVID year of twenty twenty. Oh, that's, that's how you do. You got, you, you got to make sure you put the word regular yeah. season in there. I love but they, that. you know, they went undefeated that year in the regular season. They have thirty straight. I would love nothing awesome. more than to snap that streak on Saturday. Love it. You just gave me more reason to, yeah. Just, I mean, not that I need any more incentive to want to win the game, but. That is definitely uh, you just put just put another cherry on top of another otherwise great big Sunday. Texas says the stream sounds great since moving back to the new studio. Thank you, thank you. But please, for the love of God, figure out the sound on the podcast and make it to where yeah. I don't have to be in a silent room to be able to hear it through my headphones. I I, I talked to 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 Dave. I, this is how much I this is, people. This is baby what steps. I, this is what I do for you all. Okay, I, I put my life on the line contacting <laughs> Dave. Dave. Because he, he can be, he, he'll kill you. You don't like, you don't even mess he's with scary. him. He's a very scary man. So I, I put my life on line and asked him about it. He said that he is, uh, it, he knew what the issue was, but it was, well, I love these. It's a Glenn issue, is what he told me. And I was like, okay, good to know. Because <laughs> I like talking to Glenn, but uh, yeah, uh, but he's, but apparently it's being worked on. I, that's, that's what I was told. I was like, because, I was like, I told Glenn, I'm like, damn, I was like, it's baffling. Like, I'm, I'm looking at this audio. I'm listening to it on a headset when I download it, and it sounds fine. I, it, the, the, the meters are all good. I upload it like normal. I don't understand why it's like supposedly we're getting these issues from other people. And he's like, he, he tried to give me like some technical words to it, like something about the mainframe or something. I don't know, but uh, I was like, okay. He's like, but we're gonna, we're gonna get it worked on, like. That's, I, I guess, okay. Thank he you. just said something to get you to leave him alone. I'm pretty sure just now, now leave me while I work this Trinity game. I'm like, okay. The Cybersphere has to be connected to the AP <laughs> wire. <laughs> only we're, the- we're running at 980. We need to be running at 960. That's the problem there. That's a Glenn problem. We can only fix it when the moon lines up with the, with Jupiter and, you know, the, the, you know, the, the day ends in, in, in not in a Y. I'm like, wait a minute, what? I've told Troy 10,000 <laughs> times he's got to get the DigiWare 5000 if he wants to make this happen. Just, he's like, just leave me alone, Trevor. I think he, I wouldn't be shocked if I don't get that. Texas says, I was so thrilled with the win on Friday that I stayed up and watched the first half of BYU-UC. Watching BYU go right down the field in three plays in 40 seconds for a go-ahead TD reminded me of how much I couldn't stand Brian Brown. Also sounds like Notre Dame's SB Nation page feels awfully confident to think that they can rest whoever and play as vanilla as possible and still win. What a bunch of arrogant P-words. I did see that. They wrote a – I linked it on the website today. One foot down is the Notre Dame SB Nation site. And they have a very, very, very lengthy ride What's up. The connection to the name, the play where they got one foot in bounds to beat USC way back in the day for a go ahead touchdown. Um, it's supposed to be a Notre title. Dame fan or something. Yeah, exactly. like, I don't get the reference. Yeah. Okay, so I'd have gone with something with Rudy, but that's just me. Yeah, I think he had trademark issues there. <laughs> but 
they have a long write up where they recap the, the Duke win and then they look ahead to Louisville. And like one of their main points is, you know, we play USC next week and that's going to be a much bigger game. Let's try to stay, let's win this game by staying as vanilla as possible. There are a couple of guys, a couple of their playmakers who are back this week that have been out. Let's try not to use them that much. Like they think that they can just kind of go through the motions and beat us and then have a better chance of beating USC next week, which I'm good with. That's yeah, fine. Indiana's not the same thing. Well, it's not another school in that state that they got a little too cocky. <laughs> yeah, your comment did not make me any more confident. Also, are you getting the? the I told you Maryland was going to whoop Maryland. them, though. I didn't win money on that game, but I, I told Maryland, dude, Indiana can, a has never been very good against Maryland, and b struggles even more against mobile quarterbacks. They Maryland, yeah, Maryland was, killing IU. George Tech getting killed by Bowling Green. Yeah, well, they came back a little bit to make it look close. Thirty-eight twenty. They were down again. I stand by my statement. It's not good. It was not. No, a, it was not a good look. Not a great yeah. weekend for teams that we've played so far. No, I, I agree to that. But hey, you know, Boston College won. Maybe Virginia. I look at it more as the fact that they were good teams that we just destroyed their spirit. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> Texas says this will be the best fall break since I started teaching. Camping. Looking forward to the game. Awesome weather. Couldn't be better. The weather does look great on Saturday. It, it, it's full fall football weather. I think the high is like sixty-five. It'll be a little chilly when the night when the the sun goes down. Oh, it's going to be great. Are you a camper? Uh, I've been camping. Well, I would not call myself a camper. I was just, I've, I've been camping. I wouldn't call myself. I'm anything far from a camper. The last time I, I like, went. You, you, would you go camping? Is camping something you would do for fun? Not if I didn't have to. Okay, exactly. No. The same way, yeah. The last time I went, it was like a, it was like we went to um, Red River Gorge, and it was like a monsoon. And the the supposed, like, we had, like, one of our friends brought, like, this, like, heavy-duty tent. It's supposed to be, like, the best thing ever. Well, the rain just seeped through the tent. We all got soaked. Like I was like, my sleeping bag, bag like turned me blue. It was terrible. I woke up. I'm like, I look like a crack addict. I'm like, get me out of here. This is this is the most miserable morning of my entire life. I've never been to Red River Gorge. It was. I mean, it's cool. I enjoyed the the 12 hours I spent there before I got dumped on by rain. But it was. I like to go back sometimes. Close thing to me was when we went night fishing up at Taylor's Real Lake, which I think I've told you, like we go night fishing that yet no one had a pole. You and me going <laughs> fishing in the dark. Texas, so I guess we're just all in on being the cardiac cards, huh? Where can I buy the shirt? We do kind of feel like the cardiac cards. We'll get rid of that. Don't worry. Take a break. When we come back, more of your text on the Thornton's text. Now, this was another segment where we, I think we like we made one text headway because we read so, and kept keep getting more. That's okay. It's Monday. People are excited. People are passionate. Should be excited. We're, it's a good weekend. These are the shows we've been dreaming about all summer and really for the last two years. So more from you on the text line coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Monday edition, here on 1450 and 96.1. Big X. <laughs> I forgot how much you like Ricky Martin. Or at least this song. What's wrong with this song? Now, when it first came out, it was annoying because it was all over the place. But, I mean, the years move on. I've, you've come to... It's a jam. Welcome back to the Mike Rutherford Show. Monday edition here on 1450, 96.1 The Big X. Uh, shameless programming plug here. I'll be on the ACC Network again tonight at 6.30. Why don't I ever get on the ACC Network? I don't know. Good question. Uh, talking Louisville Notre Dame. I think I'm just going to do it from here because I'm going to go home. Well, one day when, you, when they Kids call, will you be like, I can't do it, but my producer should. I'm no, not going to do that. No, why? <laughs> How 
many people did you suggest before me? A lot. <laughs> not even a number there. You're just going a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like it's the same as your answer. Like how many people I suggest before you when it comes to babysitting. <laughs> I still don't get that. I'm a good bad. You'd be lucky to have me watch the kids. But I think I don't. The show is what it's the Mark Packer and Taylor Tannenbaum. Uh, whatever it is, ACC PM. It's on for like four hours. I, I did it in August. Uh, but they're obviously very excited about Louisville Notre Dame this weekend. So they should be. I'm gonna do it from the Big X Studios. Get the Big X a little bit of a little bit of shine here. All right. Well, and what time is it? Six thirty. So I, what if I happen to be like walking behind the window behind you? I you prefer doing... you to be out of here by six thirty. <laughs> it's like it's a well, joy. Can I get behind you to win like a little size as Mike's number one? <laughs> do I risk doing live TV in the same building as my two children under the age of four? Or do I risk doing live TV in the same building as Trevor Kelsey? I'm gonna start doing it's like really the, a Sophie's choice. I'm gonna be behind you at the window doing like the uh, the the, uh, the escalator bit where I'm like walking. I'm going down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like park your car out there. I just start dancing like laying. <laughs> I wonder how long they'd even say they tea about me behind you. Like you you don't you don't break face. You, you act like nothing's there, and like. Um, Mr. Rutherford, and you turn around and act like you don't even see me. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's Trevor. That's just, oh, it's just Trevor. It's my producer. No explanation needed. We're good. Thornton's sex line is 502-414-1450. next door. <laughs> <laughs> We're recapping Louisville's 13-10 victory over NC State, which keeps the cards unbeaten both in conference and overall play. Uh, we're excited about it. Everyone's excited about it. We'll, get, we'll turn more into Notre Dame tomorrow. Uh, it's also, I, I, we don't really have much time to talk about the Media availability today. Jeff Brom talked to the media. Brian Brom talked to the media because he's having his uh, number 12 jersey honored on Saturday. Why? I do love that at least if, if Brian has to get some attention, at least it's going to be way overshadowed by the, by the fact that it's like the biggest home game uh, that we've had in a long, long time. So I'm, I mean, I'll clap for Brian. <laughs> Golf clap. Texter says, I think it's kind of, is this, I wave kind of like a little like, middle finger to Notre Dame too with, with, with Brom, you know, Jeff and then Brian, two guys they wanted. And they didn't get, and they came here, and then we're going to honor Brian and be head coached by Jeff. And we're going to beat him. I, don't, I mean, sure. Yeah. I'm just trying to put more fuel into the reason why we're going to beat him. I like that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I like that. Texture says, I was listening to the pregame, and Paul Rogers and Jody Demling mentioned that Brom was pissed off at the offense all week for its poor play. They got a big head after scoring 60 on BC, and we're looking ahead to Notre Dame is what I'm trying to convince myself. I like that. Let's, let, let's, let's all take that on. It was more about false confidence they're going to be refocused going into this, this weekend. Also, we kept it vanilla. <laughs> we kept it vanilla against the We held State. back. We held back. Although we did run a – I was pissed off that the fake punt got wasted because that was a beautiful play. I, was, yeah, I know. I, I thought the same thing. And then they ran theirs. And it was, yeah. Also, I was curious. I mean, I, I couldn't help but think of while watching us pull out a, uh, a flea flicker and like a double reverse flea flicker and a fake punt and – to the, the back to where we talked about wasting the these the the the, the, uh, the fake the the trick plays on Boston College and you were like oh don't worry Jeff says we got plenty in the bag watching that game thinking we, we clearly do have plenty in the bag get a whole playbook of, of trick I mean plays. yeah I mean it's just, we're not pulling out like three four of here in this game I mean the the commentators on that play I didn't understand the flea flicker when they were getting such penetration the way they yeah, were though I was like why would you run that and it almost blew up in our face I, mean, I know very <laughs> slow developing play but like as we're running that play like Anish Shroff and Andre Ware they're like. And Coleman making some guys miss there. And this this is going to work out. And it's, I'm, I'm like, you're calling this with the least amount of inflection. I mean, Andre Ware already called like our game winning touchdown early in the year where he was like, no flags. And like all these little, I feel like we could. They were on the Georgia Tech game, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like we could have a player levitate 
in the middle of the game. Take on the face of Jesus Christ. Oh. Come back down to earth and catch it. And they'd be like two yard gain for the Cardinals. Like they, they, they just, there's no passion whatsoever, except when they're wrong about what what a review is going to say. Speaking of which, do you watch you, you watch the Ole Miss tennis uh, uh, Ole Miss game, right? I watched the second half. Oh yeah, I, did you I'm not the only one that caught RG three with the comment. No, you're not. That was that, uh, that when, was everywhere when they tackled. He's like they raised him up like Jesus, Jesus and put him on the ground. Like I was like, you can't. You, say what was it? I'm like, listen, I, I like RG to a degree. Okay, I was a fan of his at Baylor. B. I was like, that's the best you can come up with. I mean, it was. I mean, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Dude? I wish there was a camera on the guy in the booth with him because he had to have been like, oh, okay. You can hear his voice. He's like. Third down? <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, dude, Archie. I get you want to be excited. You're trying to get over the top, and that's what that's what's cool today. Say like, you know, crazy things like this to a degree. But I don't even know if it was. I feel like it just came to his mind. He was like, <laughs> yeah, we, "This is great comparison." They're lifting him up. I was like, "Well, it's not, not, that, didn't, that didn't work out too well for Jesus." <laughs> not, not, not the comparison I would have made on national TV, but. Okay. Okay. I I, I kind of stayed off Twitter because I was I I watched the pay per view late and I was I saw, I'm not much on the social media during the weekend so I, was, I, I assumed it got picked up. I, I, oh yeah. I, it, I was like I can't be the only one that noticed him say that. It got texted to me a couple times. Okay. It was very funny. It was, well, funny is not the right word. It was something. It was well. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of funny that he would say it, but not that what he said possibly. Texas is on the bright side. No more Friday nights with Andre Ware this weekend. This season. Yeah. I can be. I can do that. Yeah, underwear is as good as commentary was as NFL quarterback. He's. He's. I mean, I know. Like you, you played. He's your lion. He's one of your guys. You played in the NFL. You won a Heisman Trophy. I still don't know if you know the rules of football. <laughs> the, the more that you talk, I'm like, I'm like, how is he this wrong all the time? Texas says my biggest worry is that this is the third game of the season where I was constantly thinking we should be up 28 to three right now. At some point, this luck we've had in games will run out. Or at some point that. The, the sloppiness will run out, and we will be up 23. I did see that according to one of the, the analytical models, not the S&P, but one of the other ones, we have the best odds of anybody besides Florida State to make the ACC championship game, which would be mm. insanely cool if that could happen. I mean, it, play Florida State in the ACC title game would be beautiful. It may come down to, you know, you know, we'll see. Obviously, Duke is going to be a huge game, but like you said, they've got two tough games before they play us. It could very easily come down to that last conference game at Miami, which would be crazy. And that also would, that's kind of like the doomsday scenario where whatever happens, like let's say we have to beat Miami to make the conference championship game and we win or we lose, you're kind of like, I mean, I don't want to say overlooking Kentucky, but maybe you're riding a little too high and you've got the conference title game coming up after Kentucky or you lose and you're just so far down. Like I, this is kind of the only fear that I ever had with having this game at the very end of the regular season. Now, don't get me wrong, it's a great problem to have, but. I would be a little concerned. Hey, maybe they'll be thinking about playing in the SEC title game. Hmm. Hmm. Could happen. Could happen. See what happens this weekend. Could happen. Might happen. We'll be coming to the game like UB and UK's undefeated going into their game. It's it's for a spot in the college football playoff. I mean, I would. My heart would explode two hours before kickoff. I, I, I wouldn't I, be able to handle it. Yeah, I would. I think I would have a stroke in the middle of getting painted up because we have to now. We've already agreed to that. But I barely can handle the Final Four. Like I don't think I can handle like, one football game for the playoff. I was like so mixed between hungover and still hair on the dog drunk for that final four game because I was so nervous. It was, uh, yeah, 
I, I, don't I was nervous, but at least we were like 10-point underdogs. So it, that took a little bit of the pressure off you. Like They had the, all the pressure on them. They did, but it still has to want to be the one to, be, oh, of course. to beat them. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Was, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to just, you know, them win a title anyway. Yeah, it would have been the greatest thing of all time. But Texture says uh, Bowers, uh, this, this, I think it's a KRC text. Bowers had two catches for 10 yards against us last year. Sorry, a couple catches. Brock Bowers is a beast. Do you see any of what he? Oh did yeah, but well, first of all, how was how does he get so wide open? He, hell, he made a couple catches where they had dudes draped on him. True, him one hand. But there was like during their final drive, he was open like on three of the four foot plays. Yeah, the, the one that he scored on, I would have been like, we need <laughs> three guys. Shat-. He's like the only guy that they're throwing to. Yeah, right now. let's maybe put an extra guy. I mean, I know they've got some other weapons. The the guy with two names, the receivers, supposed to be real good. He's like six foot four kid, uh, Rosemary, whatever something. But I mean, yeah, Bowers is just. I mean, they're he's clearly their entire offense in terms of aerial. Texas says Jack is shouldering a large chunk of the criticism and deservedly so, but I'm going to pull my hair out if Jeff continues to call play action when everyone in the world knows they're not handing it off, i.e. the third quarter when we threw it like 20 straight times. There was a, there was a point where I was like, they're not respecting the play action at all. Let's just, we don't need to, to do this because they know we're not running, and when we are running, we're not getting anything. So, yeah, th- I had this, a similar thought in the second half. The only, problem, the only thing against doing that is that you do that so when the one time you do run it, you do catch them off guard. Yeah. Did not work. I mean, it's like doing the fake jet sweeps and stuff. Texas, I think Eric Crawford's tweet explains Plummer's season to the T. Well, as far as uh, he takes us, we'll go as far as he takes us. Coming into the, tonight's, this is the tweet. Coming into tonight's game, according to Pro Football Focus, Plummer had an NFL quarterback rating of 146.3 when kept clean. His rating when pressured was 34.1. He just, he gets, he gets, when he's pressured, he makes mistakes. I mean, it's, again, there's, He's a plumber is a good quarterback, but like a lot of other quarterbacks, there's a reason why he's in his sixth year of college football. If there's one thing, because he was better, he'd be because look, I I think Jeff has talked about and Stephen Heron talked about this too, uh, about how Jack is a guy that gets in his own head a little bit at times. Jeff Jeff chalks it up to him being such a competitor and wanting to win so badly that every now and then he gets himself just too hyped up. I do like the fact that this Notre Dame game is coming on the heels of him playing in that environment at NC State because this is going to be a crazy environment. And for somebody who maybe gets themselves a little too hyped up, I think you worry about that. Maybe now he's that he's coming off the immediate, you know, I guess learning experience of maybe being a little bit too amped up in NC State and not handling it that well. Maybe he'll go about things a little bit differently this weekend. I don't know. I mean, if there ever were a time to have this game, I think having it come on the heels of, Playing in the toughest road environment you're going to experience this year, and still finding a way to win, is the the best possible time. Maybe I'm just reaching for sunshine and rainbows. There. Also, Plummer hasn't yet to have back to back bad games. That's a good point. I mean, I wouldn't say Georgia Tech or Indiana were bad, but they were first half against Georgia average. Tech was bad. Yeah, for sure. first half. But then he was awesome against Murray. Then Indiana was so so. Had a great game against Boston College. Bad against NC State. Looks like Boston College against Notre Dame tomorrow. Then, he get, then that sets us up for playing bad at Pitt. So. Yeah. Texas, there's an argument our defense has had two bad quarters this year. The defense is solid. I mean, I guess you could, if you wanted to stretch it, you could say the third quarter against Boston College, but you know, we were up by a ton. I, I would push back on that. Yeah, I mean, the first, the, the, the second quarter against Georgia Tech, maybe the third quarter against IU. I don't even know if the third quarter against IU is really bad. I mean, again, I mean, they, they scored, like they scored a touchdown yards. on a short field. Yeah, but they drove down like three times. Two. They had two drives. We stepped them at they the goal line on one of them. 211 total yards that quarter. 
And two of them were on two drives pretty much because they were 90-yard drives. That's still 211 yards and a quarter is bad. Right? I don't know. No I don't think Indiana's had 200 yards offense since that game. Exactly. Yeah, that's... Legitimate. I'm not doubting I'm not even joking. I don't know if they have. Texas, I'm a podcast listener, so I listen on Mondays to your Friday show, and I just now and I just see how wrong or right you guys are. It's a fun game. Go Cards, beat ND. Thank you for that. So maybe he's not listening right now? I guess he's a podcast listener. So he'll be listening, he'll be listening to us reading his text tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. So suck it for making us think that we're wrong. Texas says, <laughs> Texas says uh, he's been Brock solid. You missed the softball there. Mike. Ah, it's a good one. I like that. Brock solid. I like that. Well, it's Brocktober now. Yeah, I thought it was Bromtober. No, it was going to be Stashtober. But then Jack- See, Jack Plummer shaved the mustache again last week. That's the other thing that I was going to oh, talk about. Oh, Jack, What's see? What's he doing? Messing with a mojo. You don't see us shaving, do you, Jack? No. Bring, bring it back. I mean, you, you. if I played my best game, you know, if, if I, like, scratched my face and played the best game of my college career, I'm scratching my face every weekend before the next game. Like, what are you doing, Jack? I mean, Nuke Lush, t- I mean, Nuke Lush pitched his best game. He wore a garter. I'd wear a garter. Rocktober. Bromtober. <laughs> Texas Andre Ware is simply the dumbest man on television. Unbelievable that he's employed. He's not smart. Sadly, I don't even know if he's the dumbest, but he's just... He's bad. He's just kind of the product of ESPN being like, hey, you played sports, then go be a commentator. He's real bad, though. But he's wrong. I mean, he's wrong about I mean, that's not everything. Hi- that's not hire one of these guys that like, like, goes to school for it and like go, you know, go through years of college and, like, do, and do what they do to get and work their way up. No, let's just give it to the guy who just finished playing football. Well, I don't care if he just finished playing football. You can find lots of football players that know the basic rules of football. The ESPN seem not to be able to find him because right now we were, our comparisons are Andre Ware and RG3. And we, Can you say anything good right now? RG3 is okay. He's okay. I, I like him in on some of the shows. Texture says, I can't stand network announcers. I sync Paul's call up to the TV. I'm shocked that you all don't as well. I know people that do that. I've never, I've never been one to really do that, but, you know. We have so many people that are, are sending us this Dennis Evans video. I have yet to even actually watch it. Is it on Twitter, I'm assuming? Somebody tagged right. us both on Twitter and sent it to us, too. But. Okay. I mean, I'll watch it when the show gets over, at the break, maybe. But. Leave Dennis I mean, the kid fell asleep in Leave class. Leave Dennis alone, guys. Dennis can't even sleep in class. I mean, I have no He's problem. Who, who amongst us hasn't fallen asleep in class? Who amongst us hasn't woken up with the little puddle of drool on the desk? It's a bad feeling. I mean, come on. Who, who, who amongst us hasn't woken up to, to kicking the person in front of you because you because you're having a dream. They would do the thing at Trinity where they would hold your tie down and then bang on your desk so your head shot up and it would immediately yank back down and hit the desk. Worst time. It's terrible. Worst thing I ever did to someone sleeping. And I still, I feel like I I'm, don't want to know the answer. Is, I don't, <laughs> that's not that bad. I don't want to know how okay. the story finished. Okay, you, know what a, you know the desks have those little, like, little crate things below them? They used to, yeah. yeah okay, they used to, yeah. And they actually still do, I think. I saw them when I was at, when I recently was there. Oh, okay. a student. Good. Uh, more recent than you, so huh? I was gonna say, yeah, you you would you would know more better than I would for sure. <laughs> At least that's what I noticed on the other desk because my own I couldn't look down and see. But um, so <laughs> I remember somebody just kid in front of me fell asleep, and he, like the tennis shoes he had. I don't know if they still tennis shoes still have them all the time or not. The little loop on the back of your shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for some reason the same day this bad the bad situation for this poor kid, I had like a, a you know like locker lock on me. <laughs> and he, he falls asleep, like, his foot, like, right next to this little crate thing with his shoe on. I'm like, huh. So I take the lock, and I lock his little his lock his shoe onto the crate thing. <laughs> and I lock it, and I spin it. It's terrible. And the bell rings. I just get up and start walking, and he gets up. He just tra- falls flat on his face <laughs> with the desk trailing behind him. 
And <laughs> poor kid had to like go to class with one shoe because <laughs> they had to wait for the janitor to come and get his lock off because I just left. <laughs> didn't even tell him it was my lock. What an absolute a-hole. <laughs> I, I, was, there are a few things I did in my in my school days that I feel bad for still to this day, and that is in the top five. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I think from what I understand. Hilarious, but bad. I mean, it wasn't as bad as when I put the little piece of a like, dissected frog in a guy's soda and he drank it. But yeah, that's disgusting. That's, 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 that's way worse. <laughs> but, that's terrible. But this one I felt more maybe bad for because that one that guy didn't even know he did it and he moved on and like, it didn't even affect him. Like this poor kid had to go like the rest of the day with one shoe. Like it's, <laughs> that's just, in high school, that's just embarrassing. It's bad. It's bad. Texas Mike, is the pit trip worth it? I'm trying to decide if we should pull the trigger. I've never been to pit, so I can't give you an answer there. Um, I've had friends that have been there, and they're. I mean, if you want to like go out in the city, I don't know. To tell you like that'll be fun. The game day experience at Pitt is not not good from everything I've been told. I mean, it's an NFL. Are they going to play in the link? They're going to play in the link. Well, that's at least cool. I mean, you get to see a Super Bowl winning championship stadium. But like you know, there's no real. The tailgating scene is what it is. The and I mean, keep mind sure. Pitt's one and four. They, they're off yeah. this weekend. They have a bye week going into our game, so they're going to be a one win team. There's not much enthusiasm about Pitt Panther football up there right now. So uh, maybe this year, not the best year. I mean, you may get a better tailgating experience if you wait till the next day and go see the Eagles game. That might be a better tailgating experience than what Pitt brings. I mean, maybe. Uh, I, you, I've been to Eagles tailgates. They they can bring it. Um, now, but the, in terms of Pitt, I know TJ loves the city of Pittsburgh. He's always talked about how much it's fun. I don't know why we keep calling it the link. They, you know, they play at the Steelers Stadium, not, not the Eagles Stadium. Oh, they, oh, what am I talking about? Yeah, I don't right. keep saying that. I, I mean, they... Temple well, Temple sometimes plays it right, yeah. but whatever the field formerly known as Heinz Field, is yeah, that's where they play. I talk, and of course the other person I know from Pitt, my uh, our buddy say his uh, his kid who just who went spent a year up there, like he's he said they still call it Heinz Field up there too. He's like I they would, don't yeah. even. I'm, I'm not gonna learn what it is. Yeah, he's like they changed the name. He's like no one even bothered to learn it. They're just, they're like Heinz Field. Texas says. I don't know why. Why was I thinking Philly? Something. I guess I just eel in my mind. Texas says UK beat Florida handily this year, but only by seven last year. A uh, year before was fairly close too, despite Matt Jones saying they were all dominating wins. I don't three straight wins over Florida. Period. Something that I never thought I would see. So I didn't either. I didn't even realize they'd beaten them two in a row. To be honest with you, three in a row. No, now three. In a row. I know now three yeah, in a row. Crazy. I didn't know they were going to. I just. I just oh, you mean? Them. Yeah. Front. I didn't either. I hadn't even realized that they had won back to back. It just. I don't know. I just. It just did not occur to me. Texas, we got to talk about where. He's awful. We scored the tying TD, and he and his cohort were dead silent for 20 seconds. I was even more frustrated watching games Saturday. Every game game had announcers who were so much more enthusiastic about both teams, and there was a 50-yard field goal made Saturday under much less pressure than Brock's 53-yarder, and the announcers raved about it. Yeah, Schroff and, and where I don't know if they just like hate each other or what. <laughs> they, they, they refused to either one get enthusiastic about anything. It's like 53-yard kick. I think Ware's like, he's got the distance, and they're like, it's good. This is the game. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Texas says, wait, Trevor said he would run with Josh Hurd if we were 5-0 and going into the Notre Dame game. I'm positive he said it. Pull the tape. Oh, you better find that tape because I don't believe I said that. I can't remember if you said it or not. I don't I, I don't think I can I can I don't think I would I would never like yeah, I don't I think I, it's time. I would not commit to a run for 5 and 0 cuz I knew there was a good chance of being 5 and 0. I think I, you said you'd go, but like there are donuts. There are people who go to that thing and they don't run. Maybe that could be you. You and Brady Brom could just hang out I'm there. I'm just going to be a little too, uh, 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 on a, a golf cart. Well, I don't think you get a golf cart. Can I get a golf? Can I get a rascal? No. Can I get one of those like segways segments no. or segways? You buy one and take it. How much those things cost? You have to ask. <laughs> you just Can't watch afford me. it. 
<laughs> I'd get out of my car to get on the Segway and roll up in here. Texas, have you talked about the awful non-touchdown touchdown? Yeah, it yes. was uh, that, that was insanely frustrating, ridiculous. I also feel bad for Jane Thompson. That's like his biggest play as a Cardinal so far. He just gets washed out. That's a good point, yeah. Texas says, with each passing week, my hate for Satterfield grows tenfold as I realize what he had taken from me. It feels so good to live and die on every play and feel confident going into games. And with that said, that's why with every play, I've started to love Cincinnati sports one more for taking him from us. Somebody like, because I I have been doing. Cough button. Thank you. I have been doing the thing where I'm taking some shots at Satterfield, which is what you do when a coach leaves you for a rival program. And every now and then I'll get like pushed back from somebody like, I hate to see this from you, man. Like for whatever you think about him personally, this guy left the program in a much, much better spot than he found it. And he did a great job here. I'm like, no, we, we don't. He was here four years. He was a 500 coach. He wasn't terrible. He was not great. He flirted with going to South Carolina, which I think we would agree as Louisville fans is a lateral move at best and did so in the middle of a pandemic when the school was cutting costs across the board and he was coming off of a three-win season. And then he left us for our arch rival, like one of our arch rivals. I don't have to harbor feelings of goodwill. He rescheduled to play in a bowl game that year. I don't have to harbor feelings of goodwill towards him just because he wasn't like the worst guy imaginable or the worst coach imaginable. I'm fully within my right to be petty here and to be a hater. And I'm, I'm I'm getting my fill right now, no question about it. Uh, you're not going to get any arguments from me on that. I agree, 100. percent Texas says, "Can we really? Did he really leave us in a better spot than he found us?" I mean, if you want to say I mean, just off the, the record, year. yeah. But that talent-wise, I mean, that was again. I think we've established that team was two and ten or whatever. Their record was not based on the talent; it was based on just no one. Cared. Everybody quit. Yeah. yeah, everybody quit. Texas says, "TK, we never want to know whether or not you watched any porn over the weekend." That's no, you shouldn't ask. Speak for everybody. Texas, the drone is listed as day-to-day. <laughs> Texas, says, why is KRC's pod sound quality better than your all's, but even their their volume does go up and down a lot? Biased? <laughs> Texas, says, can we see UofL fans doing a big charity campaign for the Bearcats the same way we see the Bills give to the Bengals Foundation for knocking the Steelers out of the playoffs? <laughs> We have like the five hundred two. Yeah, they're doing like a big five hundred two fundraiser thing during the Notre Dame game. They're gonna put up like the QR code on the, the big screen at the beginning of the second quarter. They're trying to they're trying to capitalize on this being a huge event. Try to get some money. If they did that for like donate to the Cincinnati Fund for Scott Satterfield, I feel like they would make even more money. I did. I did one thing. I did feel bad for a little bit watching that game was uh, poor Braden Smith. He did like, get a touchdown. He, well, yeah, when it was Where it didn't matter. Right. He also he also muffed the punt that that, that he did. They, yeah. they gave LBYU the ball on, a, on, on like, the five-yard line when they, they needed to go for a game-tying drive or something. I also didn't realize until Saturday that Monty Montgomery's gotten benched at Ole Miss. Like, he started, I, the, started the first game, has not played since, and their defense is not good. I was curious. That was another thing I was, when I was watching right, that go. game. I was like, I was wondering where he was. We got to get out of here. Uh, 5 o'clock hour is up next. Keep it locked right here. More reaction, more celebration here on the Mike Rutherford Show, Monday edition on 1450 The Big X.
I love this song. Who doesn't? I mean, communist. This is a great song. <laughs> Social. Fascists. The worst people. Whoever you hate, hates this song. It's a great song. I mean, just the, the, not to mention how great this, the, the video is. Everything pure '80s, right? The video is incredible. I mean, sort of there being it's a giant mirror on the on the floor with and Rick James with a straw up his nose is like there's nothing <laughs> else missing from this video that doesn't scream '80s. It's so good. I mean, when he does the Running Man, and the, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, makes me think of Boogie Nights when they they kind of mimic that, you know. Uh, welcome back in five o'clock hour here of the Mike Rutherford Show Monday edition here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one the Big X. We've uh, we spent most of the show recapping, remembering, and celebrating Louisville's thirteen to ten victory over NC State on Friday night. Not a ton of looking ahead to Notre Dame. We've had a couple of tidbits here and there. Uh, the rest of the week is going to be dedicated to that because look, Louisville's a big event town. I know U of L fans. We've gone back and forth for as long as I've been alive about you know, what the week to week attendance should be. Why aren't more Louisville fans in their seats at kickoff? Why aren't more Louisville fans going to, nowadays, games at the KFC Yum Center? The fact of the matter is, when you have an event, Louisvillians show up in full force. And this week is going to be an event. You will have that group of fans that you know, that, that call themselves Louisville fans, but maybe don't follow the ins and the outs of the teams, that aren't going to games that often. Maybe they aren't even watching the games. They're going to be at this game. They'll follow the, the score, but not watch it. Right. Like, they're going to be fully invested. They know Notre Dame. They know... Louisville's undefeated. They know they're hosting a top 10 opponent. They know all their friends and all their colleagues and all their work, whoever, are going to this game or going to be talking about this game. This will have everybody's attention 7.30 Saturday night. It's going to be a huge event. It's going to be the most attended game in the history of LNN Stadium, Cardinal Stadium, whatever you want to call it. Um, and here's hoping Jeff Brom can get the job done, and we're just sitting here talking about a 6-0 and team next week. One thing we have not talked about yet is the fact that Louisville is is nationally ranked for the first time this yep. season and nationally ranked for the first time since the COVID-shortened season of 2020. The Cards jumped into both polls uh, at number 25. We talked on Friday about how this was possible if they won the game because we figured we would jump ahead of whoever lost the Kentucky-Florida game. Kansas was up against it against Texas. Some of the other teams at the bottom of the top 25 were up against it. Missouri's won the few ones that won, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, a lot of Tennessee, I think, they beat South Carolina. They were number 21. Oh, yeah. They stayed in the polls. Fresno State beat Nevada. They stayed in the polls. But we did sneak in there at number twenty-five, and I know it's a little thing. I, I know, I know it's silly. I don't know. It, I know it doesn't really technically mean that much, but just don't undersell. You got to start somewhere. I, and I also, I, I think it does. Like people who say there's no value in it, there's value to seeing your name scroll across the bottom line across every television in America that that covers sports with a little number next to you. Mm-hmm. Like people pay attention to that, whether it's right or wrong. I mean, if you click on college football scoreboard and you're out and about and you're checking the scores on Saturday, the first thing it's going to go to is just top 25 scores. Yep. And when you're included in that, it makes a difference. It helps your national profile. It helps for the recruits that see it. Like Being ranked, it does have value. Even if, not, you know, even if we're not talking about overall value for college football playoff or you know, conference championships or, or bowl visibility, whatever it is, it does have value when it comes to perspective and your overall national brand. So it's cool to see Louisville nationally ranked, uh, and it'll be a number 10 team versus a number 25 team. Can you tell me, Trevor Kelsey, when the last time Sam Hartman led a 10th-ranked team into Ellen Stadium was and how it went for him? Well, that wasn't, I mean, it couldn't have been. Was that the there were the six interceptions in the fourth quarter game? Or mm, that would be last year. That was last year, but they weren't ranked 10th, right? They were ranked 10th when they came were into they? Ellen Stadium. And in one quarter, Sam Hartman threw three interceptions and fumbled the ball away three times. You know he's got to be having nightmares about that, right? 
I mean, I do wonder if this is a uh, Sam Hartman has been pretty rock solid. He's not been explosive for them, but he hasn't thrown an interception yet this year. And he came, he's thrown 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions so far this season. He came into last year's game against us with just one interception. When they come, they kind of come in, in doses for him. He's, I'll cut that clip. <laughs> right when I said the first part, I was like, I was like, just let it go, Trevor. Don't, I was like, just don't say anything. I knew better. I knew you were gonna. I knew you couldn't do it. I couldn't help it. But you didn't help with your secondary comment. It comes in doses. Well, I gotta finish the the, the thought. I, there was no other way to word it. I, I was in too deep at that point. The fishing line was out there. There was no pulling it back. Uh, oh, your favorite show amongst five year olds here in Louisville. My Mike point. My point is that here's hoping that he gets a little PTSD, that he feels the, you know, whatever happened to him last year in that game when things went so poorly, maybe it gets in his head a little bit. Maybe it helps us out a little bit because it was a house of horrors for him last year. And he's, you know, he's he started two games against us at Wake Forest. They lost both those games. And in those two games, I think he threw a total of four interceptions and turned the ball over a total of seven times. So, knock on wood. Let's make it happen again. Here we go. The point is, defense, is if... <laughs> If Brian Brown can do that to him, you better be able to do that to him. <laughs> You're damn right. Uh, Don't make Brian Brown look good. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Brown had a good defense. Left. I mean, I want I want to like crush Hartman, but then I then I also like I like I kind of you can't help but like think the kid's kind of cool when you see him in the post game interview. And the first thing he's thinking of is checking on Riley. He Hunter. is cool. I mean, I, I, I mean it's like how I can like he be Sam mad at that kid? It's like. Really, that's just class right there. Did you watch the end of the Duke Notre Dame game? I did. I did. I watched. Well, I, I didn't get to watch the first half. I actually watched most of the second half, and then the, is yeah, the ending as well. Now, looking at that game from purely a Louisville perspective, who are you rooting for? Slightly, I was. I mean, I was kind of. I was kind of rooting for Duke a little bit. I guess I just maybe I thought I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I was rooting for anybody to be honest with you. I just didn't. I just wanted to see a good game. I was kind of pulling for Notre Dame just because I wanted. One, I wanted the build-up for this game to be as big as possible. Uh, you know, I didn't want it to be because if they come into Town and Stadium, riding a two-game losing streak, all the talk is about is Marcus Freeman on the hot seat? What's wrong with Notre Dame? Like, you know, what this is all going so tor- terribly. Like, they're probably at the back end of the top twenty-five. It just doesn't have the same type of national profile. I just have trouble rooting for Notre Dame in any way, just because I grew well, up just hating Notre Dame. I'm not going to root for whoever if it benefits my team. True, and that's but the just, way that I'm yeah, looking at I mean, it. And if Duke wins, you know, I mean, I also was concerned you know, if Notre Dame's lost two straight, they emphasize that game that much more. There's never any thought about them looking ahead to USC and all that stuff. And the Duke game's still going to matter because it's a conference game. Uh, you know, would it have been cooler if they were undefeated? Yeah, a, a little bit, but. I'll take the hype and all the substance of, of the Notre Dame game. So I was pulling for Notre Dame a little bit. But I, I, it wasn't like I was – it impacted me that much. But I did think it was very cool to see Sam Hartman wait around for Riley Leonard. And I'm happy, even though it's a you – know, it'd be better for us if Riley Leonard weren't, wasn't going to play against Louisville and wasn't going to play for the rest of the year. I'm glad that he's healthy enough. The injury isn't as bad as it looked when it happened live. He, it's, it's an ankle injury. It's not a broken bone or anything like that. It sounds like he's going to be – probably good to go when they come here on October 28th, which like you, you want to beat teams at their full strength. Right? This, this is going to sound like dated or something, probably. Sure. Uh, but, and, and you, you, you are a, uh, a, a former uh, connoisseur of the college football, playing the college football game, right? Oh yeah. Back in the day. And, and especially like, and, and there's certain things you always think like, you think of the, all the national titles Pitt has listed on like their end zone or, or the, the going to play a game against Rutgers and being reminded that it's the birthplace of college football every day. And the other thing that always stuck out to me was, and I noticed this when the, the Duke Notre Dame game, and I'm wondering maybe how long, how dated I am, but 
Did they used to have a track around their field? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And like, I always thought that because when I played the game, like in the video game, you always, like that always stuck out to me was they yeah. had the track around the field. Did they get, is this something they recently got rid of or they just do it because it, it was a big time game or am I forgetting something? I feel like when we played there, that track was there, right? When when we played there two years ago? Maybe. I don't know. Did no, I, they, did I just not pay attention then? Or? No, it's been gone for a while. Has it? Well, they, that sucks. Yeah. They, what, Wallace Stadium. Uh, they, they had a huge renovation, I think, relatively recently. See, I, I have more respect for the, the field that has track around it like Wagner does. Yeah, I want to say it was in 2016. It looks like that's when it, it changed. Oh, okay. So it has been a while. They went through construction in 2015. The new stadium opened in 2016. But, yeah, so I, I would always play college football. I would always create myself. Very vain as a young kid. and I never did that. I was never one to do that. I, I always wanted to. Yeah. I made myself quarterback, and I would always go to, like, a, a crappy power conference school. So a lot of times I, pl- I played at Duke. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times Mike Rutherford was starring at quarterback at Duke. Uh, and yeah, I was very familiar when you said that. I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh yeah, I mean, track around the stage. There's certainly like that, like Rutgers again. Like you know, because if you're playing with Louisville, you probably played against Rutgers in the in, in that at that point in time. You always saw that birthplace of college football in the in the, in the oh, end yeah. zone. Like just little things like that always just always stuck out to me. And the track around the does it? Like, I wonder if there's any like Power Five conferences that still have that. Like a track around the yeah, you know, a track around the like I remember SMU had one, but I think they've just read recently like moved into a different stadium, so maybe they got rid of it too. I think I think somebody still does. Okay, we, we can in a Power Five, and I'm not mid level, but a Power Five. Conference. Eh, probably not Power Five. Probably Duke was probably the last one I would think. Yeah, I mean now there's so much money in it, like nobody's gonna. Yeah, yeah, but tra- the track team has their own like facilities now. We don't have to give them around the around the football like we're a high school. I would hope so. I would hope so. Uh, we we mentioned this in passing earlier, but I did see today. NC State announced that they have they're, they're making a change at quarterback. Brendan Armstrong is out. MJ Morris is in. Uh, also, Indiana fired its offensive coordinator. Basically, if you lose to Louisville this season, it's going to cause it's gonna, there's going to be calls for swift change. Uh, wow. I, Indiana's not even waiting in the year to do it. I didn't see that. That's that's the you know, we are all systems go on the Tom Allen getting fired at the end of the season. Like they're be. checking every box at this point. This is the all reeks of desperation for him. This is funny because after the who they played after Louisville, the the Akron, Akron game because I did because I didn't this was the first week I didn't do the IU broadcast uh, Josh did um, so I didn't get to listen to the post game but I remember at the Akron game like the the, the post the calling guys who just did was entertaining enough despite you know the length of the broadcast were always entertaining and they were like this guy's been a year and one game two games in or a year and a half in we got to give him a chance let's we just can't judge him right away I'm thinking. I think he can. I think the judgment is out. He is. He, he needs to be out too. And I'm glad to see Indiana didn't hesitate and pull the trigger on that. Did you see the clip of the guy at the Tom Allen radio show last week? That was so. No. It was so awkward. It was so bizarre. This guy walks up and he's like, "You know me. I, you know, I'm here every." every Petrino was there every game. No, he, he sounded <laughs> a little bit like Petrino. And Tom Allen like clearly recognizes the guy. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm here to speak for my whole section. I've never talked before. Never asked a question. And. I, I, I said that I would. They chose me as the representative for Section 211, and I've just got to say, it's a business. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a business. Not personal. Basically, being like I, you know, I, I like you personally, but your ass needs to go because you suck at your job. I was I like, so. And Tom Allen just like sits there with his, like this little like grin, and he's like, "What do you, what do you expect me to that say?" That raspy to this? voice. Do you have a question? I mean, this is like, this is a Q and A session. What are you talking about? 
I felt bad. Bad for that screen that 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 screener who just got fired too right after that guy went up the podium. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> what's your question going to be? People people forget about you always talk about the, the the weird guy asks the question they forget about the poor screener who gets fired right after. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen. Oh, I bet it does more often than not. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there, there were some moments back in my former shows <laughs> where where John got upset about a caller that made it. I was the worst screener. I was just like, whatever, what's your name? Okay. It's the least shocking thing that you've ever said on the show. <laughs> I know, like, John, we're talking, same guy just called four times row. Really. You didn't hear him change his voice? I was like, I didn't even listen to his voice. I just got the name and why he called. Uh, I, I sent you a clip here. Can we play audio from here? Do we even know? Uh, I think so. Let me check. What did you send on the message? Uh, yeah, on, on, on Twitter, on direct DM. Because we're, we're talking about, I was trying to, there was a chance that we were going to have a guest on last week, and I was like, I don't even know if we can. If the we can guest do, part, I can't promise you. Do you want me to try this. to play this? See if you can play the audio. This is from Jeff Bromo. I don't want to play it a ton today, but I do want to play one clip from his press conference today, looking ahead to the weekend that will be with Notre Dame coming to town. I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to mute us both during this because okay. I need to get some feedback. So here we go. I actually don't think it'll be a distraction. Our guys have worked really hard. They know uh, what's ahead of us. Um, we try to treat everything as a one-game season. Without question, this is a uh, – unbelievable opportunity for our football team to go out and play a high-quality opponent. And, uh, you know, as I've said uh, earlier in the season, the schedule just continues to get tougher and tougher and, and more challenging, which means we got to get better and better. And uh, we, we have to get better each and every week in order to win, and that's uh, that'll be a, a constant throughout the rest of the season. And, and it'll start this week. And But you know what? When you have your fans uh, behind you and on the field and loud and in the stands, uh, you gotta you gotta feed off that. So we gotta find ways to to be efficient, make some plays, get them behind us, affect the other team, and use that as as ways to to gain an advantage. Well, that one I actually don't think. Oh God. Oh, okay. Now we're good. Now, well, no, we sound terrible now. We sound like we're talking in cups again. There we go. I had to turn the computer back down. Okay. Yeah, that's it's, 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 never, it's never as easy as it should be. But it went better than I thought. It was. I was afraid it was gonna be just Why like. Why did it do that? If it, I thought it was going to be like a screeching and everyone driving home with the Waterston from work at the same time was just going to veer off the road. We caused like a 25-card pileup. Uh, but no, it, it, that, that was okay. Uh, Jeff Brom talking about the weekend that will be. I, I, here's the one thing that I've decided that needs to happen based on the last two weeks. Kim Schatzel needs to do something. Because we had Boston College game was Kim Schatzel inauguration week kickoff. That was, part of, that was the big promo. Friday was actually Kim Schatzel's inauguration day. We need, like, Saturday to be Kim Schatzel's birthday. Kim Schatzel, her first official speech as you have up. Something official needs to be out there so we can keep this winning streak going. Kim Schatzel is the key to it all. I know you're afraid to say her name. Uh, Kim S. Uh. <laughs> Kim? Kimmy. President Kim? <laughs> President Chat. Uh, <laughs> that's the one that's what you're not supposed to say. <laughs> I, I put an A. There's a hard A in there, which is, which is the ironies that's the one you're not supposed to use. Uh, but yeah, it's something. I mean, is there a wedding anniversary? Maybe we can find something. We just need to put it in writing and make it official. Make it official, then, Jackass. Make it official. <laughs> hey, you can't say that. I can say that. You can't. It's like, of course I can. I just did. <laughs> So did I. I'll say it again. One thing that I, I want to talk about when it comes to Jeff Brom, this, so you, we, we talked about the highlight video, not the highlight video, but the, the video that UFL put out after the game of Brom greeting the team and Stephen Heron coming in and making sure that Brock Trevelstead got his his due praise. 
one thing that I thought was telling, and like the you know, they do the the recap videos, the card tape videos. I thought the the environment at halftime was pretty telling. You you had it wasn't like people were yelling at each other. You had guys that were very much motivating. You had Brom giving a like you know we just got to be ourselves. You had Stephen Heron getting the defense excited. You had Jack Plummer talking about we got to stop shooting ourselves in the foot. I know that everyone's doing the hot dog pointing at that hot dog meme. Like this is. Maybe just you need to stop shooting yourself. There's in the a foot. hot dog meme. Yeah, the, the guy. We're all trying to find out who did this. Maybe you don't. This is you don't. I don't know that, that meme. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, okay. Like it's like the, the stop. We don't need to talk about it. I'm not, I'm not going to explain it to you. You can you can look it up in two seconds after the show. But the fact that everybody was still so positive, so upbeat, I think it shed some light on how Louisville's been able to do this twice now, where they've gone into the to halftime with a double digit deficit. They have not wavered. They found a way to make the plays necessary in the second half to win. It was just a cool inside look because the, you know it wasn't it didn't take Jeff Brom being like I know that after the Georgia Tech game they said he had some a bunch of terse words but he didn't need to like throw a chair or break anything. Like they were kind of self-motivating. And it's cool to see that leadership on this team and that's why you go out there and you get guys that have played high-level football for a long time. Use the transfer portal. Everybody else is doing it. Make sure you get the right guys out of the portal and it seems like you know we've got enough of the right guys to be 5 and 0 right now which which feels good. Um Thornton Sex Lines 50241. Do you have something to say, TK? I was going to say, well, yeah, don't ever just Google hot dog meme. Why? <laughs> you, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> and some tells me of all these I'm looking through, not one of them is the one you were trying to describe. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard to find. My favorite like, is like, there's a bunch of them is like, a hot dog is not a sandwich. Yeah, well, that's an old. And then there's the uh, there's a bunch that says I had a hot dog for breakfast because I'm an adult. And then there's a lot of dogs in here. The hot dog guy. It's from uh, I think you should leave. Tim Robinson. It's brilliant. It's very funny. Tim Robbins. Tim Robinson. Oh, Tim Robinson. Big Lions fan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of your, I don't know where I missed out where I was in that during the, the the trending of that that meme, but okay. I mean, not on the internet. It's where, <laughs> where you usually are watching five movies a night. They weren't on a, They weren't on the streaming site. How are you feeling about your Eagles, by the way? Before we turn things back to the text line, they've been. They've I'm been still good, cause I, I, good, but not dominant. No, and I wasn't. I didn't expect to be dominant. Was listen, Washington snapped our winning streak last year at at home. By the way, uh, just like you know, we were. How afraid of you are you of the Lions? Is the question. Not not. You should be. You should. Cause the Lions are better than the Eagles. Not sure. I can't remember who we even have next. To be honest with you, we play. Who do we play next week? I don't even know. Uh, the Rams on the road. No, oh, I'm not worried about that either. Shouldn't be. Yeah, Rams. The Rams are definitely Rams, good. Jets, Dolphins in three weeks. That's the one. Yeah, we just. Uh, yeah, our schedule is very nicely uh, padded to to be. It's gonna. I mean, it's just listen, plain and simple. I mean, talent wise, barring injury, it's us in San Francisco, and then there's the giant Detroit. gap with everybody else. Detroit. Flies right there. No, you're not. Well, we are. We're ready. You're, 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 you need to worry more about it. The fantasy owners just wanting to like just destroy Dan Campbell right now for giving Montgomery the ball way too much. Well, I don't care about fantasy owners. I care about us being the third best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, you can be the third best team, but the gap is still like well, no, we're like behind, a straight hand teeth smile. Gap. We're behind the Dolphins and the 49ers. Dolphins didn't look too good this weekend. They still better than you. By the way, that was one of the games I hammered. I loved Buffalo minus two in that game. I had a had a had that feeling Buffalo was going to beat the crap out of them. I think it's like Dolphins, Niners, Cowboys, Lions, Chiefs, Cowboys. and then a gap to like Eagles and Bills. If I'm doing my power rankings, just letting you know. Um, and just the NFC, it's just us in San Francisco, and then you know a bunch of pretenders. Well, it's not. That's not true. 
I know. It's okay. You're one of the best pretenders, though. We're right there. And that, you know, that little buddy, that is in itself an accomplishment for Detroit. We're better than Philadelphia. I'm just going to pat you on the top of the head. You, just, you guys are such a good job. Congrats. Yeah, they went over the Patriots. It's looking really good now. I'm telling you, and here's the, here's the worst part for you is, you know, again, injuries aside, this team is set up to be one of the best teams in the sea for the next three to four years. Like, are we, the youth and the contract situations we have going on, I mean, we're going to have to replace Lane Johnson here very more sooner than later, and obviously Jason Kelsey too. But I mean, we're young, we're good, we're talented in all the right places. Not as good as the Cowboys. Oh, it's... Cowboys did beat the Patriots by thirty-five. How much did you oh, beat the man. Patriots by? I mean, I don't even think the video I watched over the weekends made me this excited just to talk about the Eagles. How much did you guys beat the Patriots by? Uh, I, I just remember a win. Was it by thirty-five? It does it matter? Well, kind of. Because last I checked, there's only two teams undefeated in the NFL right now, and we're one of them, baby. Not looking overly impressive. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. Lions are here. Cowboys are here. Lions are here. I'm nine and zero. Oh. That does feel good. I'm nine and nine and zero, oh, baby. I mean, I feel good to be uh, eight and one. Eight and one. Or I guess seven and one. Speaking nine of it, I know I, I bragged about Toronto uh, clinching the playoffs. Which, by the way, love the fact of the six seed not have to deal with uh, with Tampa. Yeah, you guys get better draw. Yeah, we we get Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Which watches lose two nothing this series, both in Minnesota too, by the way. But uh, and as a result, I guess we'll have to go play Baltimore, who kind of owned us for the most part this season. They're really good. Too. I think they're very good. But just to be, I'll be happy to get to a chance to where we're playing a five game series with it being Baltimore than just to get past, uh, get me in at least that situation. So and that was the best part of the news is when we played and we played them. I think it's tomorrow night, right? Uh yeah. But as I, well, I, I, I want to the playoffs start tomorrow. Yeah, so and you all were you all were officially you all stayed around till Friday till you were eliminated, right? Saturday actually. Okay. We we got to the point where Saturday, if we had won our last two games and the Diamondbacks had lost their last two games, which they did, which made it hurt even worse, we would have won. So I was driving home from Springfield and I'm like, I'll get to watch the end of the Reds game. I'll get to watch most of the Reds game. This is gonna be fine. I check my phone for the first time. They're down ten nothing in the second inning. I'm like, well, this is this is quite the buzzkill. I was excited to watch, like, have another big sport to watch: Notre Dame, Duke, and the Reds game. I knew Verlander was pitching against the Diamondbacks, so I was feeling pretty good there. And yeah, they, it ended in the. And Saturday was your last game. No, Sunday? Sunday was the last game. Okay, so we you got to watch Saturday. Sunday. You got to watch Votto get thrown out after one. Yesterday, inning. yeah, was Votto's probably his last game of his MLB career, and he got thrown out in the first <laughs> inning. Which appropriately, he was right about the call because he's got the best sense of That's strike probably, zone yeah. ever. Which, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care. And he did the most Canadian thing ever where he's like, I can't yell from the dugout. I was right to be ejected. I'm sorry to everybody who watched me play. I'm like, you can't eject Joey Votto in a meaningless game that's only meaningful because it's his last game potentially ever. Certainly his last game as a Red. It had one of those. Uh, free, I, I know you hate the movie. I know for some reason you hate this movie, and I don't know why because it's, it's, I think it's underratedly great. But Forgetting Paris when oh, he, so he, bad. he throws out <laughs> cream on his it's my goodbye tour. Well, I'll be the first to tell you goodbye. And he throws him out because he's all mad about his dating situation. How do you hate that movie? The movie's so underratedly good. First of all, it's not forgetting Paris. It's forget Paris. Either way. It's awful. It's not awful. It's so bad. You asked for it. You got it. Toyota. Stop. <laughs> I, still, I still do that. I'm, I'm, I'm riding around with somebody. I'll do that. And I think there was only one other person in this world that gets that reference with me when I'm with them. Uh, text line, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Texas random thought, which is perfect for the segment. I round. love random thoughts. Did you guys know that Tyler Harrell plays for Miami now? Yes. Uh, did he? Okay. He has two catches for 28 yards this season. Oh. This was news today. Yeah, we, 
We, I knew he went to, to Miami. I didn't. I didn't realize he went to Miami. I was thinking we talked about you because you we looked it up twice because you kept asking about it. Well, I, I'd forgotten already. I'm not shocked, but he he did go to Miami after being kind of a mystery guy. He's not doing much down there. A lot of our transfers that we kind of were relying on heavily this year have not, like Monty Montgomery mentioned, not starting for Ole Miss. Um, now Jordan Watkins is still playing for them. Jordan, I don't know how he's. Well, doing I don't know if he's receiver, but I know he was. He was returning the punt when they uh, on their game winning drive. He didn't actually return it; he let it bounce. Did but, he? But he was that. He was because that, that was when I was watching. I kept thinking to myself the same thing. You're like, where's Jordan? Where's you know? Where's Montgomery? And he's and having I, a good year. I never heard his name. You know, which I guess I know now why he was on the bench. But yeah, Watkins is having a monster year actually for Ole Miss. He is had, he? He's had three games with 100 yards receiving or more uh, against LSU on Saturday. Five catches, 103 yards, one touchdown. Well, they were running the ball down the throat when I was watching. He had nine catches against Alabama, four for 119 against Georgia Tech, uh, five for 60 against Tulane, and six for 111 against Mercer. So he's having, yeah, he's having a very good year. Good. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad a little bit, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if we like, if we hired Jeff Rom, he'd still be here. That's true. But earlier, That's I don't blame him. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Texas Trevor Red River Gorge is amazing. But you'll have to hike to enjoy it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it then. Yeah, you're not going to. I mean, I'm sure it looks beautiful. I imagine it does, the scenery and, you know, all that blah, blah, blah. But, or, it, you know, it's 5.9. I have a drink, all that yada, yada, yada. But, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, nothing, nothing is worth the hike to me. Like, I can't, like, if you told me, like, Trevor, what is, what does it have to be? What, what has to be at the top of said mountain? Or like, someone who will have consensual sex with you. Or, not just once, because I'm trust me, it's gonna they're gonna have to wait a while by the time I get to the top of the mountain. But yeah, some something along those lines, millions of dollars. Something Did you do it for that? For what? Just one time consensual sex? Yeah. Who, who's? If you go on an average hike, define define. <laughs> I mean, is the girl average or just hike? above average? <laughs> Can I pick anyone? Sure. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> my God. Well, here's the thing. The hike's going to take me like an hour for like 30 seconds of sex. Okay. Like, it's not going to, is it going to be really worth it? I mean. Anyway. By the time I get, I mean. It's not, it's, Unbelievable. Do, do I have access for the entire time it takes me to get up the hill on the hike? What do you mean you have access? <laughs> like, if I like, like, you know, later on that night, I'm like, hey, I'm kind of feeling it, you know. <laughs> she can't give me the. I'll do whatever you want. Just don't wake me up. Routine. The fact that, that you're doubting it. I know we are, every man like. has gotten that, that, that comment from a woman. <laughs> do what? Want. Don't do whatever you want. Just don't wake me up. <laughs> I've gotten some very. You've gotten the yes. There, there's not a man that's never been in a relationship that hasn't had that said to them at one time or another. I stand to God. I know it. I'll bet anything on it. Texas says, who had the worst INT of the game, Plumber or Armstrong? Because they both had two, one of the worst INTs I've ever seen. The, the, the Plumber one was the worst. Pl- yeah, because the Armstrong one, he got hit. He also was, there was like a, a guy in the general area that he just overthrew. Now, Cam Kelly, Cam Kelly only makes big plays. He's like the new Jonathan Russell. Whenever he makes a play, it's a huge play. Cool. He recovered the, the, the fumble that Armstrong had. He had intercepted the pass. And I hadn't realized, so, you know, he came to us from North Carolina. NC State's their big rival. They played NC State at Carter-Finley last year and blew a huge second-half lead, and he got burned for both the last two touchdowns. So after the game, he, he was like, you know, I've been thinking about this one for a long time. I carried that loss with me last year for a long time. This was really personal. Very cool to see him make those plays against that team inside that building after what happened to him last year. I thought that was cool. But they were both bad picks. Yeah, I'm, the plumber was worse. Though. I still not. Plumber was. I've never. I don't think a U of L quarterback has ever made a worse decision. Which one? The the one on the on the, the one in the end zone. 
Okay, because they were both bad, though. They were both bad, but this was Louisville's all the momentum, all the momentum in the world. NC State's offense is doing nothing. You're guaranteed. We're in the red zone. You're guaranteed to get points if you just don't screw up. Yeah. And he just threw up a, a ball. Right. He didn't even throw it. It was a dart. I don't know what he was doing. Like it was, and I guess that one I would say I agree was worse mainly because also there was like no one even in the area except for that defender. Like he was guard. I felt like he was guarding no one. At least in the other one on the seam route. Like I feel like he just I don't know if he thought he was gonna stop on the on a on a button route or yeah the, the and, and end zone send downs worse now, yeah the other one was also at the end of the first half which made it bad but this was like game on the line you felt like I mean, this is fourth quarter and all you have to do is not screw up and your team's in the driver's seat and you screw up in the worst way imaginable like that was, was an unforgivable mistake but as, as, as I said I was like I will give him props for you know having the goldfish mind. Forgetting about it, because then he does lead us back and at least gets us into field goal range, and lets Travelstead do his thing from fifty-three yards in the next series. So he didn't just he didn't lose it totally, which was good to see. And that's where playing college football since the first Bush administration helps you. You'd think it would help you to just throw it away though when you're, <laughs> when you're on the thirteen-yard line in a tie game in the fourth quarter. I mean, I don't know how much more we can emphasize the fact that just don't don't shoot yourself in the foot mistake. Every mistake Plummer made are all avoidable if he just didn't try. I know it sounds what's a great Homer Simpson like kids don't don't try. The lesson here. Yeah, you don't you don't give failed. up. Yeah, you can't you can't be you can't fail if you don't try. Texas says now maybe this is a bit premature, but I really wasn't worried by us being down ten at halftime because Jeff is Jeff kind of reminds me of when Patino team coach teams would be down at half and you weren't worried because you knew they would put something together in the second half and make adjustments, keep playing hard and make plays when we needed to. I wouldn't say I wouldn't be unworried, but I would I not I guess as worried, yeah. I would I mean, down ten at any point, and then, I know we we put we pushed this you know dead horse into the ground with this comment. But last year we were down by ten at any half. I'm not feeling very confident going. No, in. not at all. I, I was worried at halftime for sure, but I, like I said, I was still texting my yeah. friends like I think we're going to win this game. And I'm not it, giving it because, up because I saw us. It wasn't like NC State had just dominated us. Yeah, it was. A, it felt like a fluky ten nothing deficit, and we had moved the ball more effectively than they had, and we had just screwed up a bunch of times. And if you could clean it up like we did against Georgia Tech. Then you knew we we're gonna have a good chance to win, and that's what happened. I mean, honestly, we should have won by more than three points, but I'm not gonna complain. Wait, did you think we were gonna go onside kick in the second half? No, I didn't think we would. Either. There was a part of that when when we lined up. I'm like, maybe. I thought. Well, first when we were going out, I couldn't remember if we had the ball first or not. I was like, we watch out for the onside. But first the, time this year we lost the coin toss. Yeah, when I knew we were in for a dog fight. I got. Oh, I had. A, yeah, I got home a little, little later in the game, but I recorded some. Let's take a break. When we come back, final segment of the show, we'll take as many texts as we can. We'll look ahead to the night ahead in sports, which I don't know, there's nothing really going on besides Monday Night Football. But we'll look ahead to that. Baseball starts tomorrow, right? Baseball starts tomorrow. Uh, last segment of the show coming up next here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1. Big X. We're feeling good. We're dancing. Every time, every time I hear that verse, I think of him. We're moving. Here, here there, and every, uh, uh, here and there, I think of Terry the hair. 
Terry the Hair? Remember the Here, There, and Terry the Hair? That was the saying, yeah. You remember Terry DeHair? I remember Terry DeHair. He was a great player at Seton Hall. He had a horse named after him. He's here, there. He, he's here, there, and every to where? He's here. He's there. He's every Terry to bleep and wear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last segment here of the, the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. I tell you what, we've got a bunch of texts. I would never guess who sang this song, by the way. 502-414-1450. We have a bunch of texts. We've got to run through these as fast okay. as we can. We're going to try to rapid fire this. Uh, Ooh, get, oh, should I bring up the rapid fire music? No, because it, it, we have a, never mind. It sounds weird. Rapid fire music? Yeah, the Jessica. I want to think of the Brenshaw show, Rapid Fire. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. You didn't, you didn't listen? Oh, it's okay. You were cool. Sorry. Rapid Fire music? Yeah, when he would do Rapid Fire, a segment when he would, he would people would call in, he would, he would, no screening, just hit the phone, Rapid Fire, go. And they would, you get one to say one, like one sentence real quick. Sounds very dangerous. Oh, yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> So we'll try to go. But my favorite part was people would just just give like random movie quotes, and he would just see if he could name or song quotes real quick. It was a lot of fun segment. All right, We'll try to go through these as fast as possible because you guys have thoughts. We want you to be heard. Yeah. It's your show as well. Texture says, even though Louisville is outmatched versus Notre Dame, I still trust Jeff Brom will at least come up with a game plan that will give us the best chance. It feels really good to have that faith in a coach, no matter the situation. Agreed. You and I have talked about this before, where it's. You know there's going to be some games, like the texture said, where you're just outmanned and you're kind of up against it. But it is comforting having a coach that you feel, and I know we're only through five games here, but you feel like he's going to put your team in the best possible situation to win. Uh, that hasn't always been the case with, with really you know, any sport for any fan. You, you always have that feeling where it's like, eh, we're, we're up against it. But with Brom, you at least feel the effort's going to be there, the game plan's going to be there, and if you get beat, you just get beat. There's not a game on our schedule that look at and go, we don't have a chance. And a lot of that's to do with the fact that I trust our coaching staff. Yeah, and it's not like we have. When there's games you can say, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't win that or that team's better than you. There's not one game on the schedule, and this is before even the season began, that I look at and go, I, I'm not going to go into that game thinking we're, we have no chance. No. And, and there's been games like that in the past. It's not like you're doing that because you have a can't-miss NFL first-round quarterback. It's not like you're doing I mean, we don't have that much. NFL talent, like you know, no, we don't really. Jack Plummer is a, I think, a, a good, not great college quarterback, and you still feel like he's going to put Jack and, and the rest of the pieces that he has in the best possible situation to win. I do like the fact too that after the game, Brom talked about, you know, Jack made some mistakes out there. He's like, I also probably didn't call a great game to put him in, in a good enough position. Like he's always willing to go above and beyond. To take that. the criticism, which is not something that we've heard from from some coaches recently. I mean, even in the IU, the, the um, I had to get myself the cop button there. Um, the onside kick situation, where he he he, you know, he's like, we reminded him we must not have done a good enough job reminding right. him. I mean, it's like he's never thrown players into the box. Yeah, I mean, he could have easily. I mean, apparently in that situation where he, they were emphasizing the onside kick, and yet we still didn't. We fell for it, but you know, it's he, he's still even in that situation. He's like, listen, I remind him we clearly just didn't do enough of it though. Texture says, uh, by the way, my mom and her nine brothers and sisters are all from Springfield. Their last name is Spalding. It's such a small place. I can't imagine they don't know your wife's family. I've been to the Sorghum Festival many times. It brings back good memories. I'm 52 for reference. There are a billion Spaldings and a Muds in Springfield. Muds? Muds. A lot of Muds. MBT. I've never met a Mud, like your, your name is Mud type thing. One of my best friends is Daniel Mud. I didn't know that. I know, I know a Lance Spalding, big UL fan. He also does the beard and bald head look. Lance Spalding was a Trinity, I think. He did. Yeah. You know Lance? I think he's my age. Yeah. Lance is a good dude. I worked with him at Carboard Heroes. Texture says, uh, like I said, Plummer has to have a clean pocket. The first and goal pick would be awful for a 12-year-old, much less a college senior. <laughs> if Brian can get him better under pressure, he's solid. I uh, agree with that. Texture says, is it luck 
or have these guys just been finding a way to win after we had years of coaches and players seemingly never figuring out these close games? Now, that was my point at the beginning of the show. We've had so many shows, Trevor and I, the last two years where it's we've come in here on Monday and it's been like depressing. This play, this play, this play, this play, this play. If they just make one of them, we win the game. They made none of them. And the exact opposite has been true in three of our five games this year. We've made the plays that we need to win. We've made the kick. We've made the stop on defense. We've got picked up the first down. And, yeah, it's refreshing. And it does give you confidence moving forward. You can call it luck, whatever you want. I don't know. I mean, you need luck in every sporting event or any kind of event. So I'm not going to be mad if luck goes my way. Chris the Plumber says, Brom should pull out all the stops on Saturday night. Notre Dame's going to bring the heat. I think he will. I mean, Brom's Jeff's got something cooking. I'm sure he's yeah, he's, he's, he's fully prepared. Cooking. He's got something cooking. I, and Brom, I trust. Texas says, I've fallen asleep in multiple classes in college. I never got caught, thankfully. Oh, I've been, I've been, I've been busted a few times. I don't know if I ever fell asleep in college. Oh, in college? Well, good definitely no. did in high school. I didn't in college. Even, I mean, yeah. No, I never did in college. In high school, yeah, I did. More times than I can think of as well. Texas, Trevor Kelsey, huge fan of the Pittsburgh Eagles. <laughs> I know TJ texted me. He's like, they're playing. In- <laughs> I don't know where I was breaking part on that. It's a Monday, people. Let, let, give me one, okay? Texas is a trinity. We would zip tie the sleeping person's belt loops to their desk so they got up quickly. It would rip their pants. <laughs> That's that any really were any less like mean than mine. I mean, locking the shoe to the desk so he has to go without <laughs> the ripping pants. Has to go all day without a shoe because he can't. <laughs> They're both very funny. They're both mean, but I, mean, I can appreciate the humor. <laughs> I do still feel bad about that. I remember the kid's name was Sean something. I remember his last name. I just, I just remember. That's one of those ones, like, when something bad happens to me, I'm like, I'm still paying for that high school. Yeah, I'm like, there's moments when something bad happens in my day, and I'm like, this is... I deserve it. I can picture the karma of what what caused this. Texas, I will back up the herd run comment from Trevor Kelsey. It definitely happened. Listen, I'm not... If you all find the audio, and the audio is out there, because every show is on podcast for the most part, someone find the audio and send it in, then I'll have to believe you. Otherwise, I don't remember saying that. Texas says the other texter was right. Originally, he said Rector and then fixed it. Trevor definitely said he would run uh, with, with Josh Hurd for another name if we were 5-0. He 100% said it. Well, did someone find the audio? Texas says, I am so tired of people saying he left the program in a better spot. No, he didn't. Jeff literally had to come in and do a complete overall on the roster. Bobby left him a ton of NFL talent. I, that text, I agree with 100%. I agree with it, too. I mean, if you're, if you're trying to say, I, I get the sentiment which is that he came into a program coming off of its maybe worst or most Yeah, he, he went ever. from two wins to eight wins. The, the culture was terrible. We were two and ten. Yeah. We gave up 50 points to everybody. You know, they, they, they hated the coaches. The coaches hated them, all that stuff. But I, I also get when if you want to say, I mean, we had Mekhi Becton. We had J.B. Hawkins. We had a, a, a solid defense in place with a lot of starters. Like He had Tutu Atwell, who's an that NFL well, yeah, player. Yeah. He had Malik Cunningham, who wound up being a guy who put up some solid numbers here over you know, 17 years. Like He had pieces to work with. And he did a good job in that first year. I don't want to play this game, but can you, have you ever thought like Satterfield changed the round and flipped it, went to eight wins with that team? What if we'd gotten Brom initially right away? Like if Satterfield wins eight games with that team, is Brom winning ten or twelve? Are we going undefeated next year? Well, what do you mean? Satterfield did win eight games with that team. I know, and and so Brom would have won what at least three more than that because he's that much better coach. I don't know what you're asking. Could we could we have won a national title coming off a of two ten two and ten seasons? Oh, you're asking if Brom had gotten the job in twenty nineteen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I know I don't. There, there was more talent there than they, they should have. They should have not been two and ten in, in twenty eighteen. Oh no, of course. But not. I don't know if they could have won like ten or eleven games. I think yeah. Satterfield did a good job in his first year for sure. 
I'm not saying he didn't. I'm saying Brahms at least not a, not a great job. Brahms always the three wins above him at least. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I, I'm telling you, we have gotten like seven texts with the Dennis Evans. Yeah, is that what the next one was? People about love it. People love the Dennis Evans thing. Texture says uh, we were actually ranked in the college playoff poll, but not the AP last season for one week before we lost to Kentucky. I do remember that. I don't remember that. But not in the AP poll since 2020. Or the coaches poll since 2020. God, that's weird that we were in the CFP rankings. I think that's what pissed off UK fans a ton, too. <laughs> Texas, I was definitely rooting for Notre Dame. I just, even if it, I don't know. I guess it had to benefit us more than I guess I felt it did for me to root for Notre Dame. It was a hell of a, I mean, I thought they were dead to rights. The Hartman run, on, I don't know how you don't collapse on him more. On fourth and oh, that fourth and sixteen or so, yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, he had all, he was standing behind the line. I mean, to, credit to him, like he has great field awareness, and then he saw it. And he, I mean, I assume I assume they were just playing that where we're going to put like nine guys across the a certain. But usually, when you do that type of defense, which annoys me on those long plays, they're at the line of scrimmage, yeah. or they're at the I mean, the first down marker. Like there was nobody at the first down marker. We've done that a few times this year, and it's been annoying. We've played yeah. zone coverage, and, and I, look, I'll give credit to Ron English and, and, and Steve Ellis and that entire staff, uh, Mark Hagan. Like, we got burned on a couple of third and longs early against NC State by playing zone and only bringing four, and after that, we never did it again. Like, we, we made sure that we were bringing the heat on Brendan Armstrong, regardless of what the down and distance to go was, and it worked out well. I'm not a fan of that. That's, the Eagles do that all the time, too. When it's, like, longer than 10, they just put, like, five guys on the first down marker and let you get down all the way. I'm not a big fan of that strategy. Somebody sends it. This is too meta to even. Somebody sends in the hot dog meme and then says Trevor when he doesn't get the meme. That's Brandon's that, in a I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm hand, hand to God. I went through a page of a Google hot dog meme. That did not come up. Was that the one you were referring to? Yeah, hot dog guy meme. That did not come up at one time in the meme page I, put, I brought up. I mean, I'm going to type in hot dog guy meme right now. And I bet it's. Well, I didn't do guy. I just said hot dog meme. Hot dog guy meme. Well, it's the very yeah, it comes You didn't say guy. Dog. You just said I hot. did too. Hot dog well, guy. I meme. told you I didn't put guy in there. Take the guy out and see what comes up. Well, put guy in there and it comes up a million well, times. I'm, I'm looking at it now. I have to search now. This texture didn't work for me. Which hot is dog meme. I see it. It's the fifth result. You guys, if I say if I type in hot dog Google meme, search tonight. no, it's the it's the guy right there. It's believe there's there's like five of the dancing hot dogs. Can't see here in a different room. There's a dog and then there's the guy right after that. It's right up there. Right? I have, this does not ring a bell at all. By the way. Well, I know it doesn't. You have no idea. That's why I said you have no idea what we're talking about. Why Texas is funny. Texas says Saturday is Kim's bar mitzvah. <laughs> That's a good. I'm sorry, and bar mitzvahs for dude. I thought it was bat mitzvah. Isn't that for women? Bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah is for a woman, right? I believe that's correct. Yeah, so let's get it right in there. Which I didn't even know until like a year ago that women had a, a mitzvah at all. Texas, I always thought it was just for dudes. Texas says, is it wrong to not feel bad for players like Monty Montgomery who leave under weird circumstances and then don't have much success? Yeah, he didn't. He's, he's just trying to do his own. He took shots at us last year. I know, but I'm not hating on him too much. Yeah, I don't, but I'm not hating on him, but I don't feel bad for him. Uh, yeah, I guess you. that's okay. Yeah, You're not rooting for his despise. You're just not upset that his despise came about. Texas says, on Plummer's end zone pick, Thrash was doing a crossing route and stopped as he went to throw. That was definitely what he was looking at, but I think it would have been intercepted either way. I mean, I there were three right, guys I, right there. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. It was a poor decision. Texas says, um, "Either of you aware of the very previously viral Reddit post where the post was you can have sex with anyone in history, who and why?" The top comment at the time was, "My wife, who died nine years ago, making love to the woman was better than any drug known to man. It's the euphoric experience I've never experienced. Our romance was unworldly." 
And then some guy comes in and says, I'm changing my answer to this guy's deadline. <laughs> I was kind of curious where this was going. <laughs> so was I. I didn't know. I was like, where, where, there's got to be a punchline in here, right? That's the guy. I didn't even see that. Yeah, that's good. That's funny. It was, it was very good. That's good. <laughs> also, do you say either or either? You can say either one. I guess, well, <laughs> either one. There you go. You can say either. <laughs> I don't know why it caught my attention when I was looking at the text. I was like, you said, I say either. You said, and you said either. I was wondering. It's a situational thing, okay. I guess. Texas as a coach, taking accountability for missed calls and opportunities is so refreshing. I wonder if anyone else on Floyd's <laughs> Texas says, I'll be honest, I've been, oh, this is a long text. I, I've been, I'll have to read one of these. I've been a bit underwhelmed by Heron this year so far. I think he's had a foot injury and may have been trending, uh, tending to it in summer camp, and he's just now starting to get healthy. I've expected more from him in the pass rush. Expect him to be faster off the edge because he's not real big, but I will give him a ton of credit. He's been damn good in the run game. I watched him set the edge many, many times this year and force runners back in, and he tracks opposing running backs down very well at, down the line of scrimmage. He's been, I think, I think Stephen Aaron's been really good. Um, and he had two monster hits right at the line of scrimmage where he just destroyed a guy, had, had all the momentum, um, and then he got up and was very animated. I love it. Texas says, uh, I really like him, but Plummer can't throw on the run. When his feet aren't set, he's horrifyingly inaccurate. That's what I think we're seeing more. Texture says, I'm a stats guy, but player attitude and coaching ability absolutely makes a very big difference in the outcome of close games. I think so, too. I agree. Texture says, I was rooting for ND because we're playing them, but I felt guilty. I really like that Duke uh, WB, I think, quarterback. I hope he recovers quickly, but he still loses to us. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Duke is... You know, Duke football's never had anything, but then I remember, like, they're, it's not like they're a tortured football fan base. They're not a fan base at all. Yeah, they've won an ACC title. It's only been in the ACC, right? Well, no. They, they played in the title game. They got well, destroyed. still the same difference. I mean, Everybody in the Coastal's played in the title game since we've been in the league. Uh, they just haven't won it. Yeah, I think Duke's, I mean, we talked about this. Duke's had as many, like, eight, nine win seasons as we have, if not more. I think we did we break that down the other day? They've had as many. Yeah. They, we both had two. Nine win seasons, yeah, but they've had also two other eight win seasons as well. Mm-hmm. Texture says, uh, I think I actually clipped on a text that I read it on you. I'm sorry, that's okay. The elementary school one, uh, in elementary school, I pulled the chair out for my friend that was about to sit down. He hit the ground hard, it was bawling, crying for 15 minutes, and the entire class thought I was a jerk for the rest of the year. It was just a joke, bro. I saw it on TV. It was not a valid excuse. That's not even in the realm of like embarrassing things I've done to people in middle and, uh, middle school and, and high school and stuff. Did you ever do the thing the, where you? The would... worst one was still when I pants the kid in front of the girl he had a crush on. He was wearing like some dirty tidy whiteies. One of my friends we were on a baseball trip. Um, did he was like a big like and one mix guy. This one was really popular in high school. Mm-hmm. And he would like do all the dribbling tricks. And he was doing one like outside the team hotel when all like the parents and one of. The parents' moms was really attractive, nice. and he did the thing where he like threw the ball up in the air, and like my buddy looked up, and he then he pantsed him. It was it was really embarrassing. <laughs> Brilliant. I felt really bad, but I was on the floor laughing. I mean, I, again, the pantsing of that poor kid, I, that's on my list of feel bad for. Did you ever do the thing where you would like kneel down behind somebody and then have your buddy push him over you? Oh, the schoolboy. Yeah, we did that all the time. The uh, I never. I was more the pusher than the one behind. I was. I was very much the pusher. Yeah, I was. I, but I yes, I think we. I think that we at least. I don't know if it ever really worked though. Schoolboy right. doesn't. It was like a ninety-five percent success rate. No, it was most because I, I mean the the guy we saw the, the somebody coming up behind him. It was kind of hard to like sneak up behind. Oh, somebody. I've seen it work many a time. It just didn't work. I guess it didn't work as well. But I have attempted it, and it's never happened to me either, though. But I have seen it done. You get the right guy, way too into conversation. I didn't get too many of those pranks happen to me through middle school because I was so big. Like I, I mean, I was six foot three by the time I think I was in eighth grade. 
So I was like the kind of the big kid. No one really wanted to screw with me. Um, because I'm a lover, not a fighter. Though. You are a lover, lover, not a fighter. That's what people I don't say want about to fight you. you. Uh, let's see here. I'm actually neither, but <laughs> <laughs> I fight for love. Texas, what did Denise Evans do? Dennis Evans. It, Dennis, he smelled Denise. He did write Denise, didn't he? He fell asleep in class. It was fine. Do we know what class it was? Who cares? It was. It's, it's college. He's working so hard that he's falling asleep in class. Leave him alone. Leave him alone, everybody. He's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm curious what class it was, though. Uh, Texas, is this? I feel like this is Ross. Ross, you've texted a lot. There's a, a lot of text. I can't read all these. You know the one just came in recently? Uh, yeah, he's got a, he's got a bunch here. Well, you did read one of them, though. I, yeah, I did, but I can't read all of these. Uh, I'll, I'll read this one. Biggest issue I saw for us in the run game is NC State's D linemen were beating our pulling O linemen to hold the holes. It was also obvious that they were playing gap contain and not trying to rush upfield against the run. That way they didn't over pursue and make it potentially easier for Jawar to get to the second level. So they game plan very well and stayed disciplined in just moving down the line of scrimmage and stringing the play out. Yeah, they, I mean, they seem to, every time we had a run, because we do like the, it's more of a zone read, we do play off the tackles. They seemed to snuff it out, and there were like five guys right there at the line of scrimmage. It just, I didn't blame, I know I saw some UFL fans were like, we got to run it, we got to have more balance. I didn't blame Jeff for going pass heavy because the run just was not working at all. Um, so he, he was stuck with what worked a little bit more, and we ended up having a few mistakes. Uh, TK, we've got Monday Night Football tonight. Giants hosting the Seahawks. <laughs> no, I'm talking about his mom, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about his mom. What did she, she do? <laughs> We've got Monday Night Football tonight. Uh, Seahawks at Giants. I'm glad you mentioned because I had already forgotten who it was. Seattle is a two-and-a-half-point road favor over the Giants. Um, yeah, this, we're a gambling state now. We are, baby. Are you placing money on this? What What, what do you like? What's, what's the gambling better choice for somebody who was 0-3 with his advice on Friday? Let's make up for it now. Sadly, I will probably bet on it because I have no other reason to actually want to watch the game unless Same. I have bet on it. And I mean, I bet a lot, like 20 bucks maybe, but still. Um, I do like Seattle in this game. The Giants are just a dumpster fire. We talked about Arizona like being like giving up and tapping out of the season, and they have on their roster, but they haven't on the field. Like they're actually trying at least. I just I don't know. Giants just it's so weird because last year you, you thought you know that they, they were the ones that were playing above their head and giving it all the gung ho. Maybe they just given up on the the running through the wall for for me coach speech. But Barkley's probably not going to play. Jones looks lost. That, that's that I'm Seattle. It could be a shootout, but I'm taking Seattle with the points. I am too. I don't think Seattle is that good, even though they beat the Lions. They but well, Seattle offensively can score with you. They just can't stop anybody. Right, and the Giants have not. You know, look, they, their only win is over a maybe the worst team in the NFL in the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, and they've been and blown, not even that big a win, dude. They had to come back. And, right, they've been blown out of the other two games they played. So I'm with you. I, I think Seattle wins. They cover. Go Gino. Let's make it happen. Let's see how bad Seattle's defense. If they can give up points to to the Giants, then they got real. Then they got issues. All right, reminder, I'm on the AC Network at 630 if you want to hear me. I'll be in the window behind them. See me talk. Trevor will be in the window behind me talking a little Louisville Notre Dame. We'll talk more Louisville Notre Dame tomorrow. It's going to be a fun week. We're very excited about it. We'll turn the page tomorrow and get this thing going. Keep it locked right here for the Mike Rutherford Show tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We'll see you then. Go Cards. Boogie, woogie, woogie.